Hello, Fightful Faithful. Welcome to the post-NXT Fightful After Party, slightly abridged edition uh, on orders from Sean Rossap. I'm your host, Alex Pulowski. With me, as always, is... Um, is <laughs> Hot take Kate, baby. Let's go. Hot, hot take Kate. You can't spell take without Kate. And That's right. So there you go. Um, yeah, uh, you were the the bell of the ball for 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 certain members of the um, proletariat this evening. So <laughs> we'll talk all about oh that. God. And what's down. amazing is they think I really give a shit. I really shouldn't have responded to anyone, no, but I but I just man, don't care, man. When when I occasionally will fire off one of them old tweeters. Oh, that's the best. Um, and I, and I, and I'll come back later and, and look and see, I've got like, I don't know, 102 quote tweets and four retweets. I'm just like, I'm going to go ahead and mute this and forget oh, all fine. about it and never actually look at them because, uh, let me tell you, I was like, this seems like a very odd ratio. Let me click on these quote <laughs> tweets. And I immediately became that Nazi guy in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like my face melted <laughs> reading the quote Man. tweets. Man. There's been a couple times where I've gotten mini viral to varying degrees of resistance or agreement. The only time that anyone has like ever agreed with anything that I've said, like in totality on something that's gone viral was when I was like, hey, wow, wrestling out the gate, not great, huh? Like I have no idea why that particular one went kind of viral, but I, uh, I, I think it was something to the effect of like, in their defense, they said this was going to be a major step for women. They didn't say what direction. I think that's the tweet that went viral. Um, that one just was pure love. But other than that, I am I am a heat magnet since I turned heel. So, <laughs> so this week I'm a baby face because uh, I'm doing the distraction and, and Jeremy is the heel this week. Yep. So in being baby face, I would also like to say the only reason that we are shortened to two hours is because Sean Rossap is scared of us and he's depriving the Fightful Faithful, the Fightful Universe of more Alex and Kate content because yep. he's scared that we are just going to dominate. And I kind of can't blame him because we do. Um, uh, <laughs> Please listen. don't fire me. Ever. No, no, it's fine. Listen, the, the whole thing is you can't, you can't <laughs> say that Sean is scared or a fraidy cat or a coward you have to say it like your professional wrestler. You have to say that um, that Sean is a uh, quote unquote little bitch who has no balls, and in fact, he may have misplaced his balls in there a lady's is. purse, which I'm told is not where balls are supposed to be. That's what there I've been is. heard. That's what I've told. I've been told that. So we anyway. don't uh, have a manscaped read, but. That would be like a, a that, perfect segue. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good. Um, uh, so <laughs> we'll talk about this episode and try and fit it under uh, two hours because that's the that's that's the dictate from the dictator. Um, uh, Jay Shell Nicole sends a super chat. Please send in your super chats. That's one way to keep the party going a little longer is if you keep setting the super chats then, then, then he can't say anything because we're making money um jay shell nicole sends in a super chat i love jay shell she sent us our basically our, our what i'm going to use is our new 
artwork to promote the show, which is this amazing, like, like art, artistic fo- photo, photo realistic art renders of both of us. Um, it it, ha- it features me wearing glasses, which I think I've worn before tonight once on on like one of the late night shows. And I've decided, well, now it's on the render. I got to wear glasses for every time we do one of these shows. So now we're going to do that from now on. But anyway, Jay Shelson, Super Chat, saying, hey, hashtag Sour Graps team, happy to be back live. Well, we're happy you're here, Jay Shell. We are happy you're here. We missed you last week. <laughs> she also said, uh, Jay Shell, Nicole, hashtag Sour Graps Shelly, new profile name, who dis? Uh, we, sour Graps <laughs> Shelly. We're so happy that you are here, and, the, and, oh. and all of you, uh, please send in your super chats. There's a little dollar sign at the bottom of the YouTube chat. Uh, subscribe if you haven't. Click the bell for notifications, and drop a like on the video, for goodness sake. Um, uh, and also subscribe to Fightful Select, because that's a really great way of supporting uh, Fightful in general, and uh, me in particular, kind of. And also... Uh, Kate apparently because people quit Fightful because she's not on there enough. I think is why. I think that's why it is. I have had had people saying that they're gonna. I had three people ask if they could cancel and then resubscribe with me as the reason for getting back on, which was very sweet of you, fine, wonderful, lovely humans. I'm not gonna say you people because this is a baby face week, but. Uh, very kind of you, but just tweeted it, Sean. He found it hilarious, and I don't. I don't contribute to Fightful Select once again, so. <laughs> Sean My job is not in danger for that reason. It might be in danger because we always go three hours, but. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> Sean, Sean Blanford sends in a, a very nice super chat. Thank you, Sean. Uh, here is my weekly collection plate offering, and best of luck keeping the rants to just two hours. <laughs> not much else to say. I'll leave the sour grabs to the professionals, but we're only 11 days until full gear. Hey, Gabagool. And also, um, and also with you. Um, thank you guys. Uh, we're gonna, I'll, 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 I'll let you know. Uh, I'm also, it's, I, for those you know, I am the voices of the voiceless. I've christened myself that, trying to get it off the ground, trying to get it over. Uh, the voices of the voiceless, I do voices, much like Robin Williams and Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, I do voices. And um, and so uh, you send, send send in something for me to read as in one of my ridiculous impressions. Mostly mostly it's it's Tony D'Angelo because people seem to like that. But send a super chat with that in and I'll read it. I have every every week now we have Zach Barber sending me in uh, a specific thing. He'd like me to rap as William Regal. And I'll save that for the end of the show each week. So you got to stay to the end to hear William Regal rap. Okay. But I'm not going to spoil it for what the song is until we get to it. Okay. Here we go. Uh, We all read some more Super Chats and then we'll get started. Christopher Marino says, and now the best part of NXT 2.0. The Fightful Post Show with Alex, the Man of a Thousand Voices. Okay. Maybe two. Pulaski and Kate, <laughs> almost a thirst trap handler. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, very good. That's um, keep them. Yeah. <laughs> What's Christi- the day that she's going to go full thirst trap? It's not coming. <laughs> Shut <laughs> I, no, I love and respect people that do that. I would just oh. have too much validation outside of myself. But go follow uh, Jared Delaware. She kills it. <laughs> Shot Kid 29 says, somehow forgot about NXT 2.0, but not. Hashtag Kalex. 
Also, I boo Sean's call to keep the post short shorter than the theatrical Lord of the Rings films. Yes, we should. We should definitely. What's the extended edition? We should get for, one of those where we, where you put in all the deleted scenes and the things like five hours long. For some reason, putting it in those terms made it worse than just being like almost three hours. Putting it in the Lord of the Rings like context, I was like, yeah, no, now we we do we need to shorten it. Yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep in a movie theater to one of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Nicholas says uh, Sean has been holding Kate back. By not featuring a keep cool gabagool shirt in the fightful shop, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Okay, he people, did. People say demand it. If I think he said on a show, don't quote me. I don't have sources for this yet. I think he said if somebody designs one, he would put it up. So I've been brainstorming ways that we might yep. be able to make that happen. Mm -hmm. But until we can make that a reality, keep cool gabagool. Yes, thank you. Uh, Shauna Walensky says, hashtag Kalex appreciation super chat. I love you guys. Boo SRS. Keep cool. Gabagool. And also with you. Um, with your spirit. And with your spirit. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Six Fingers Esquire says, wait, my brain only remembers Alex in glasses now. Uh, yes, no, it's very, very different. Um, see, look, now, now I'm a smarty pants. And now I'm not. So Ooh, that, there's that's something how, to this. That's how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. I, how do I, you not have glare? I always have glare like crazy when I have my glasses. I don't. I. I. I you know why? Because all of my lights are directly above me. That must I have be nothing bad. coming in from the front. Mine. So it's actually bad. Mind. Bad for podcasting, but good for glare. <laughs> uh. <laughs> the nerd guru says the graps goes on. That's how you get Kate on select. You're welcome for the future money. Okay. Thank you, everybody, uh, for all of the money and whatnot. Um, uh, we're going to get into the show now. By saying this, uh, Ken Shiro says, hey, NXT wasn't very good, but you know what is? Mox's book would recommend. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait for the audiobook version of that because he's going <gasps> to read it. And I can't wait to hear Mox basically cut a 500, I don't know, how many pages is it? 200 pages, 300 pages? Promo. That's what it's going to be. It's just basically a, a, a Mox promo, and I love those. So can those be two and a half hours long? Because I love those. Let's hope so. There's a lot um, of just like F this person so yeah, far. Well, yeah, and, and, and the right people to get F'd. Um, uh, so um, we started out tonight with Mandy Rose coming out by herself. Uh, with the with the with the with the belt, uh, being sexy, uh, and that's about it. And um, and she talked about how she beat Raquel. No mention of Dakota Kai basically being the reason for that, but you know we'll 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 figure out more of that storyline later. And um, she says that no, every every I mean like just you know we're we're the best, we're awesome, we're toxic attraction, um, and that's it. And then we cut to backstage, and we see uh, Gigi and JJ uh, beating the snot out of Zoe Stark in the locker room. And then, then uh, we cut back to Mandy, and she says, oh, I taught those girls well, didn't I? But I thought they taught you well. I thought you adapted to their style and not the opposite. Because if, if, if you taught them well, wouldn't they be, like, all blonde now? I'm Correct. confused at, this, at, at what this gimmick is still. Yeah, I think... 
maybe what they're going for is it took the two of them to bring the best out of her, but she's still the ringleader is the only thing. Well, I she's can... obviously the ringleader, but I, I but it, it's a weird thing. Like, yeah. hey, the two of you, I think I'm going to hijack your style and then I'll be the leader of you. How do you think? And they're like, okay, good, I guess. Yeah, I think it doesn't make sense. So I'm not trying to make it make sense, but I think <laughs> what they're going for yeah. is that it took the two of them to get this version of her out of her. Sure. Um, but she was the one that was leading the way. It just took the two of them to to mm. ignite this and her and a box of hair dye. Yeah. Well, she says that she's the baddest bitch, still the baddest bitch in the whole goddamn company, which I would then counter with when when were you that before? Literally uh, never. Uh, um Anyway, she says, yeah, the title looks so good on me, and you all know it. You know it, and you know it, and you know it, and you all know it. I'm like, oh, all I'm... you people know it. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so uh she there's not a woman or a faction in NAT NXT who can stop us. Uh, and then Io Shirai comes out, and it was right about this time that I was like, Yeah, that's that's the next thing, isn't it? We're yeah. like, we're not going to build to it. We're not going to have her run through Cora Jade first. Like the first feud she's going to have as champion involves Io Shirai jobbing out. And I think like, I'm pretty sure, like I'd, I'd have to check the Bible for this, but I'm pretty sure that Io Shirai jobbing out to Mandy Rose is one of the seven signs of the apocalypse. I think it's in the book of Revelations. Pretty sure it's in there between like seas boiling and locusts. But like it's it's we're we're all doomed because that's definitely happening. So uh, I'm not I'm not too happy about that. See, what about you? You? Had, you had that moment earlier. It was when I was watching a man in a lavender romper dance that I had that moment. Well, there, there, so. yeah, that's that's just that's one of those that's one of the sideshows that we're gonna yeah. do for yeah a, a lot along the way toward the apocalypse. There's going to be roving bands of marauders that are going to capture some of us and make us dance and sing for their pleasure. And that's what's Robert Stone's uh, is going to be. That's going to be his role in the wasteland. You understand? I, uh, my only hope with this is that because Io Shirai is just constantly putting herself on the brink of death, that this will actually make Mandy look really good and dominant because I think she'll, like like a like Darby Allen does on the other side of the pond. Like when you bump like crazy, it makes somebody look really really strong. And I think Io might be able to do that for Mandy here. If we're talking about what caliber of wrestler is losing to the other caliber of wrestler, yeah, no, that's in the apocalypse. That is in the book of Revelations. I can. That's yeah. So yep. Uh, say I want to fight you right now. Says Io Shirai. We know that's not going to happen. Uh, cause, cause Mandy Rose is dressed in her, in her skinny jeans. So, uh, she says, okay, I'll fight you. And the Io Shirai, who's like, I don't know, one of the three or four best wrestlers in, in like in the world, women's wrestlers in the world gets distracted by nothing and turns the op opposite direction and gets punched in the face. And she holds her own pretty well against um, against the three of them because two other ones come down and eventually they overwhelm her. But then, hey, great. It's Casey Catanzaro and, and Caden Carter in completely different kinds of outfits than we've ever seen them in, which is weird. 
Um, them by their name, Alex, the TikTok tag team. They're the TikTok tag team. I mean, is that still a thing? I don't know. We'll find out next week, I'm sure. Um, but all I could think was, okay, they wrote off Zoe Stark with by getting beat, beat down and sent to a local medical facility. And then they saddled Io Shirai with two new tag team partners. We've already established that she hates all tag team partners. And these two, neither of them are nearly as good as Zoe Stark. So it's just like, okay, good. I, okay. We're going to get a six-woman tag next week. I'm sure that'll be great. I mean, maybe it will. But, like, I I, I have never been a fan of Kate, Casey and Caden. Like, I've just never seen it. I just, I don't I don't get it. So, um, I, I mean, uh, okay, good, I guess. I mean, I'll say this. Kudos to, NX, kudos to NXT 2.0 for having tag teams. Well, that's, that's a good. Step above the main that's roster. a step up. I, so I agree. That's a good move, but I don't like this for the reason that you said, and that Io Shirai has made it very clear. And I kind of, this is the only thing that I liked that was really going on with Io and Zoe, was that she just, it's not that she doesn't like Zoe, it's that she doesn't like anybody. Like, I hate my opponents, and I hate my tag team partner, and I hate the world. And, like, I kind of liked that because she's like, I'll, I'll beat you to the punch, guys. I can't coexist with anybody. And I was like, I kind of I kind of dig that. Like, it's not you, it's everyone. Yeah. And now they're like, you know what? We're going to give her two people, right. which makes the least amount of sense. Like, why would she agree to this? Why wouldn't you at least have Io Shirai do the choosing of like, yeah. oh, like anybody, but if I have to pick two people, it's going to be X, Y, and Z. Like, at least give us that so it seems like she's in control in some way. Uh, but yeah, this will this will be a thing next week. Uh, yeah. My my question is, don't don't are we gonna get Casey and Caden going to a sushi restaurant with with EO? We're we gonna do that one again because that was that was I thought that was a prerequisite for EO to tag team with anybody. You have to go to a sushi restaurant. Yeah, and then throw some squid at the wall. I think that was a thing. I think that's in the contract. Um. <laughs> Zach Schemmel says, so Alex, are you now known as Professor Graps because of the glasses? I like that. Professor Graps is pretty, pre 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 yeah, pre Professor, Professor Graps. This is already better than Chase University. <laughs> <laughs> World's better. Uh, and then Zach says, love both your perspectives on wrestling. Well, thank you, Zach. Thank you so much. That's so nice. That makes um, someone. <laughs> yeah, at least somebody does. Um, uh, <laughs> Jay Shell, sour, hashtag Sour Grab Shelly, says she's going to figure out a way to make us a Keep Cow Gabagool shirt. She says, I will draw a Gabagool and put the words over it just so we can get some kind of design. Thank you, Jay Shell. Sour Grab Shelly, hashtag Sour Grab Shelly. And James Bowers says uh, that uh, Sean is the grumpy old man ruining this great director's cut of Team Kalex. On the third hour, Kalex rose again in accordance with Fightful Scripture. Keep cool, Gabagool. And also with Guys, Sean is great, and we got some feedback that it would be nice if we shortened it a little well, bit. Well, listen. And unlike NXT, we listen to you people. Our our biggest fans want it to be six hours. And people <laughs> who are just here, for God's sake, tell me who won the matches. I understand they don't want to listen to three hours of us just gibbering at each other. We're gonna we're gonna compromise, okay? <laughs> okay. Um but so. in case, babe, 
Boo, Sean! Boo! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so funny. Um, the Nerd Guru says, this is an angry super chat that I will blow a gasket if we are living in a world where Mandy Rose is going to pin Io Shirai. That's the line for me. F that, says the Nerd Guru. Well, get ready to cross that line, friend, because that's a thing that's happening. Um, yeah. 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 All right. Um, so uh, um, James Rouse says the sexy girl who is sexy and also is hot is very Attitude Era. I think Vic's, Vic, Vince keeps forgetting what year it is. Uh, yes. I mean... Certainly, certainly here. Um, uh, I, I I think that if it were a different company with different creative minds behind it, I might be able to trust them to find layers and nuance in these characters and in the storyline. But because it isn't a different company and because these are the people who are running creative, I don't trust them to do that. And that's the problem. I also just wish... Like, Mandy's come a really long way. She's turned into a much better wrestler than she was. You can be... I don't have a problem with anybody using their looks as a piece of their gimmick. I don't have a problem with people using their looks to manipulate people as a heel. I think that works. It becomes problematic when, A, that's the only thing about them, and, B, that's the only representation of women that we're getting on television Mm -hmm. in the same way that when you only have one women's match on TV, if it's not great, people are going to say all of women's wrestling sucks, right? So they're going to say all of women's wrestling is just this one somewhat vapid, tired storyline if that's all you present them with. So I, it's fine to be hot and sexy, but to your point, I've been saying since the beginning, this NXT 2.0 reboot feels like an attitude error and based on their median age for who's tuning in, doesn't seem that far off. So I am with you on that. Speaking of who EO hates... Uh, TDX says, uh, 1138 says EO hates her own neck, judging by that ladder bump last week. Um, yeah. Yeah, I can't believe I, she's okay. Like Every time I see that, I'm like, I I, I don't understand how she survived. Um, uh, uh, the bad one, Jam Beard, says, I thought Rhea or Bianca or hell, even Charlotte was the baddest bitch in all of the WWE land. Well, it definitely hasn't been Mandy Rose uh, ever. Uh, no, I understand and- that she she can say that, but um, that th- I don't believe that even she believes that in her heart of hearts. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. No, and when they respected women, Ronda Rousey's whole thing was she was the baddest woman on the planet. Like that was 
the thing that they gave her. And you know why it worked? Because it was true. She's like the baddest woman on the planet. So that worked. Um, and she could also call herself a woman and not a bitch. Yeah. The nerd guru says, in moments like this, I miss Kyrie Sane. I mm-hmm. we all miss Kyrie Sane. Yeah. I miss Kyrie Sane. She was she was good. I liked her. Um uh we get a a storyline that unfolds over the course of the night in three segments of uh Cameron Grimes going to Duke's poker room. And um this is, I feel, just uh an a, a clinic in how to cut the legs out from under a heel. Duke's poker room, uh, Duke Hudson, is is way more than this, but you've distilled his entire character down to is good at poker. Right. Um, and um and he's not already. Like the whole thing is like if if you have Cameron Grimes come in and get his just get all of his money taken from him by Duke Hudson, because Duke Hudson is legitimately great at poker. And you have to have Cameron Grimes figure out a way to get his money back and also to beat him in the ring. You could have a story where Cameron Grimes overcomes this thing and figures out maybe he can like, like basically just do the movie rounders. Just do the movie (laughs) rounders where Matt Damon comes up against Teddy KGB and he gets all his money taken from him. And by the end, he's, he's coming back. And he gets back his three stacks of high society. And by the end, you got Duke Hudson saying, pay him, pay that man his money. But by the end, you got to get to that point. This, having Cameron Grimes come in, suck at poker, but wait a minute, no, he doesn't, um, undercuts all of everything you've been building for, for Duke Hudson. And now we don't take him seriously at anything because you're not, gonna, they're not letting him wrestle. By the way, you're 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 making him play poker in a gold lame vest, which doesn't make doesn't do him any favors. No. Um, uh, so here, like, figure out a way to tell the story beat by beat. Eventually, Cameron Grimes overcoming beating Duke Hudson at his own game. After earlier in the story, Duke Hudson shellacked Cameron Grimes at Duke Hudson's own game is a much better story than. Over the course of one episode, Duke Hudson basically getting his balls cut off. Except we can't do that because that's basically what Sad Corbin was. So here's a thought. Tell an entirely different story that has nothing to do with Duke Hudson looking like Aladdin playing poker. And on top of that, one thing happened before that little vignette, which was that Cora Jade had her entrance before they went to commercial, Mm -hmm. and then they immediately came back to this vignette, which just confused the hell out of me in general. the thing that they do now. I hate it. it, Well, and I'm just wondering, what's that like for the live experience? Like, It's Cora Jade standing around in the ring while a video package plays on the Titan Tron, and everybody sitting there looking at the ring has to do this. To look up at the Titantron to watch this thing, and 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 Cordis gets to stand there, and then the lights come back up, and she's like, "I'm ready to wrestle now," and it's it's mm. it's just confusing. It's like the the thing that you left on commercial break with has nothing to do with the thing you came back for a commercial break with, and that's just got to be so weird to life. Um, but yeah, I just. So with NXT 2.0, I get that it's very character driven, but all of those characters, and maybe this is just because 
we're at where we're at with it. It hasn't been going on that long, but I'm not optimistic that that's the case is that they, uh, like it's just reduced to one thing about that character. So mm -hmm. like it's character driven, it's but those characters are that. just yeah. so one dimensional for the most part. We got a character with a layer later, which makes me excited, but yeah, I just do cuts in, has something intangibly special about him and to your point, it's getting diluted, but I did think it was going to go the other way in which we were going to get the sad Corbin story again. And after I mean, Grimes losing to LA Knight, I was like, that would feel recycled. So I don't really like either direction that they could have taken with this. I, I wouldn't say that, that, um, that Duke Hudson, um, would, would win all of Cameron Grimes's money. That's, highly illogical in one poker game but he would he would win enough of it and make cameron grimes look like a fool in front of everybody that cameron grimes would have to get his revenge um and also somebody brings up ken shiro did the heel not rig his own poker room why yeah. not <laughs> even that like have duke hudson win because he cheats this time and then the next time like his rigged deck is replaced by Cameron Grimes on the sly, and now he can't cheat. Like, like make Cameron Grimes smarter, but have him learn in real time. Let's let us watch him learn as opposed to just being better than the heel immediately. And Cameron Grimes could fall in love with whatever woman is helping him undo all of the rigged stuff because clearly that's like a huge concern to him, but also not. <laughs> Whatever woman is sitting next to him this week, like yeah, whatever woman in the we, harem backstage. Yeah, I just there's just a whole there's just a room that you open the door and, and there's just there's just a green room full of women wearing short skirts sitting on on couches. Well, yeah, like that's um, what women are. you come over here. You're gonna sit next to Cameron Grimes. Don't talk. Whatever you do, don't talk. Don't actually just can you can you pretend to be an android? Like I want you to have zero actual human characteristics other than the fact that you're hot like except you might go at one point but that's it yeah wait what uh, is it in austin powers but what are the hot robots called somebody the in the chat the, the fembots fem they need fembots fem there it is okay um zach barber says cameron grimes colon pool shark like basically he's a card shark like he's he's doing the thing that 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 is it's it's the oldest uh, in any kind of poker movie, you pretend to suck, and then eventually right. you reel them in, and then you get them. But they don't usually do that in the first scene of the movie. Usually, it takes a, <laughs> it takes a while to do it. Um, uh, the bad one, Jam Beard says. Now I want to see Duke playing poker and eating Oreos while wearing a tracksuit. Don't we all? Um, I, I love rounders is one of my favorite movies of all time. And Teddy KGB is one of the best terribly acted, but perfectly acted characters in the history of cinema. <laughs> I, I will always defend that, that movie, that character and John Malkovich playing it. Um, so uh, while we got, uh, the toxic attraction, um, like leaving, they walk up and there's Dakota Kai and she's standing there, like huddled, looking at looking at the wall from two two inches away. And Mandy's like, "Uh, UK." He's like, "I didn't do it for you. I did it to ruin Raquel." And then she walks into the ring, and she's got a match with Cora Jade. And I was like, "Cora Jade is a weird choice." 
because you've been building something with Cora Jade. Yeah. She's she's gotten a victory, a surprise victory over Clean both Frankie victories. Monet. Clean victories. Clean surprise victories over Frankie Monet and Electra Lopez. And so you're building Cora Jade to something. And and I thought it was an, an odd choice to have uh to have her be the, the, the opponent for Dakota Kai. Um I think by the end maybe they're doing something, but I don't trust them at all to actually know what the hell, what the hell they're doing or plan anything out in advance. Um, so uh, uh, maybe, let's hope. Uh, I will say Dakota Kai is doing A++ character work. Like you, you watching her listen to the voices in her head and shake them off is re like dead-eyed, just staring into the middle distance. Just, you can tell she's hearing things and like shaking them off. That's really great. She's so good at it. Like Dakota Kai, even before this whole thing, I've always thought she's so good at the little character work you've got to do if you're going to be a really good professional wrestling actor or actress. And she's killing it. Um, she beats Cora Jade. Uh, some of the match was kind of sloppy, um, but uh, but it was it's fine because it wasn't about that. Uh, she wins with with that kick of hers in the corner. Cora Jade sells it like hotcakes. It's fantastic. I loved the sell. I have that in my notes too. The, um, the and then she great. drags her out of the ring and drags her down to the front of the thing. And she was about to do something I've never seen before. And I really wish she had gone through with it because it was really compelling. She pulls a table out from under the ring, like halfway out from under the ring, and lays it down on Cora Jade's face. And then she climbs up onto the apron and was going to like do a double stomp to the table on Cora Jade's face. And then she thinks better of it. She gets down, she gets Cora Jade's tiny skateboard and lovingly places it across Cora Jade's stomach and walks away. And I have no idea what any of this means, but I trust Dakota Kai to tell the story whenever she's able to make it work. Um, but right now, it's it's very compelling because Dakota Kai is compelling, and 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 I don't know that they have any clue where this is really headed. But um, but I I I love this new Dakota Kai thing that they're doing. Uh, I I love it. There are layers here. This is more than somebody who plays poker. Uh, this is this is great, and loved the sell from Core Jade. I, and I like the journey that this ending took me on because she was dragging her by the hair to the other yeah. side of the ring. It throws her down. And I was like, yeah. why did she drag her across to the other side of the ring just to throw her on the pavement? That doesn't make sense. And then she pulls out the table. Uh, I loved all of that. And Dakota not only acted this perfectly, like clearly struggling with voices in her head, uh, but... I, I think, I hope where this is going is she is just going to beat people and she's going to have this instinct to savagely beat them after, but it's not going to matter if they're not Raquel. It has oh, to be I like Raquel that. that, yeah. I like that. That's really savage good. beat out after the match. So I hope that's where it goes. I, I don't have any faith in a lot of what they're doing right now, but that would be amazing. And if she doesn't really talk up until that point, if she's just not not going there and then all of a sudden just loads on Raquel, especially with Raquel just being so much bigger in stature than her. I think that could be great. So hopefully that's where it goes. 
Yeah, and I, I also just love the like this. You, I'm usually about wins and losses, unless the story isn't about wins and losses. It's simply about revenge on Raquel. Yeah, and it wasn't like somebody was somebody I saw on Twitter said, "Why, why wouldn't Dakota Kai help Raquel in the match versus Mandy because she wants to beat Raquel for that title?" I was like, "Okay, that's fine." If that if it's about the title, I don't think it's about the title for Dakota anymore. No. It's about ruining the life of Raquel. And the first step of that is getting that title belt off of her because she knows how much that means to Raquel. Now it doesn't matter if she beats Nicole, only that she beats the shit out of out of Raquel. Right. Raquel, excuse me. Um, so I love and the idea. Yeah. Inevitably does something to her motorcycle that she loves because she's a badass. Yeah, you I know guess. that's coming. Yeah, you I know. know. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop making this into gender versus Drew McIntyre. <laughs> I don't, I don't need that. Um, what I, what I need is like for her to, for, for, for Raquel to get to grant her a match, and for Dakota to Kai to be like, it, it's not a, a no DQ match. She doesn't care. She just as soon as she can, she hits her with a chair and then just destroys her. Just, just kills as, as much as she can, and finally it becomes a no DQ match. And there is an actual thing where now Raquel can come prepared and you can have this amazing like feud ender of a, of a match between Raquel and Dakota where they could just beat the shit out of each other. I think that could be great. Um, I, I, I was, I was a big fan of, 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 of this. Um, uh, Jay shell says uh, Dakota should take the belt off of Mandy. Well, let me tell you what they're not going to do. Um, I, I would love it. Don't think that's happening. Uh, I, I I just don't. I wish. I mean, it is it is inconceivable to me that they tried out both Aaliyah and Dakota for the main roster and said, we'll take Aaliyah, thank you. It is inconceivable to me that that happened. But now that Dakota is back in NXT, I love that she's making the most of it. That that to me is 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 really, really interesting. Um interesting it's also hard for me to think in terms of who's taking the belt off mandy because i'm just not convinced that this main roster is settled when there's literally no women's tag team division like i'm not convinced that a bunch of people aren't going to get called up and all of a sudden be in tag teams at at any point like draft yeah. decide i don't have any faith that they have a plan casey and caden could could have been called up Sorry. as a tag team like they they need somebody um literally anybody J.W. Pringle says, happy Dia de los Muertos, uh, uh, Kate's mom and dad. Uh, Kate's mom and dad, happy Dia de los Muertos. Um, very good. It's my sister's um, birthday tomorrow, too. They're yeah. all fall, and I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, speaking of interesting and, 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 and uh, um, this MSK segment at the bus stop. I, I, is the entire point of the segment to like do the gimmick where we're gonna explain what MSK means because we know that's kind of a meme, and then we don't, and they're gonna find new and new and interesting ways to not explain it every week. They say they're gonna go visit somebody who's the father of MSK, um, and who who gave gave them their name. And did the did the, the, the that's what they say they're going to. And they miss the bus, and then they're gonna go they're gonna go walk there, 
and uh, Nash Carter gives Wesley uh, um, a uh, a piggyback ride. Um, who are they going to visit? Do you think? Because I think it's Matt Riddle. <laughs> I'm hoping it's William Regal. Yeah, that would... uh, this whole segment yeah. I've watched it, and I I think I even tweeted just like ellipses. What? I, <laughs> I don't know what this what? was. What? Yeah. Yeah. Look, there's you can CM Punk stood for eight different things and nobody actually knows what it is. Like and, <laughs> MSK can just stand for nothing or everything. I I do not care that much about what MSK stands for that it's going to be some big reveal unless you hit me with something absolutely bonkers. I do not give a crap what those three letters mean. Who cares? Well, um, uh, some people are saying it's must smoke Kush, uh, right, which is right. which, 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 if that's what it stands for, is a reason why they haven't revealed it. Uh, and Jay Shell says MSK equals must see kids, seventy five percent. Sure, I've heard that. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. They were the I don't know. I don't know what impact. it is. Like, I don't know. That was yeah. not their name on the Indies. It wasn't their name on Impact. That's the name they got when they came to WWE. Yeah, so I, I don't, I don't know. They should know what their name stands for because they're the ones that gave it to them. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm saying like it must be something that they don't, they don't actually want to say. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, it's so weird. This uh, is weird. The segment was just weird. Uh, Paul Hensler says thanks, JW Pringle. <laughs> For wishing them a happy Dia de los Muertos. Um, I clearly Hispanic heritage. Yeah. <laughs> so, listen, you don't have to be Hispanic to celebrate Day of the Dead. No, it's, it's true. It's, it's just like it embraces. It, it, like most people are Mexican, but listen, it's 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 a it's a wonderful thing where where I watched Coco the other night, so I know all about oh. this. Where 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 the spirits cross over the the bridge of flowers, I think. I was barely watching it. My 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 kid was watching, and 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 they come and they say, you know, like they get a, they get to be ghosts and hang out and stuff. It's it's fun. And then I, like one of the one of the one of the skeleton ghosts things uh, apparently had murdered another one. There was a big controversy. Uh, a lot of good songs. There's a lot of good songs. Um, I just wanted to clarify that they're like I am as white as all of my other tweets oh. indicate that aren't about wrestling and as I look. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I was confused. Um, so, uh, uh, Robert Stone called out Zion Quinn um, uh, because he chokeslammed him through a table and ruined his Elvis costume last week on Halloween Havoc. He called him out for a match, and they came out, and they were just wearing street clothes. Well, Zion Quinn was wearing a, a suit, all-black suit, and Robert Stone was wearing a, 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 a lavender romper. Um, and it was a karaoke match. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, how, what, when did this become a karaoke match? Was that what it was, what it was originally supposed to be? Um, so uh, uh, Robert Stone says, you, you're not going to be as good at me at, as singing karaoke. Um and uh, then he tries to do Frankie Monet's theme. Um, I don't, I don't know what that is. I, I like, and then he says, and then Zion Quinn's like, okay, well, I don't really do that. And like, yeah, because you're a chicken. 
And so Zion Quinn's like, okay, but well, I'll show you who's a chicken. I'm going to terribly sing and even worse dance to Sexy Boy Heartbreak Kids theme. And that'll show you. And then I'm going to beat the hell out of you. And I don't know what any of this was. I felt like I was in a fever dream. Yeah. You know when Zoolander, when he goes, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. That's just what I have written in my notes. <laughs> and I also said in my notes, it was watching Robert Stone dance in a lavender romper against a rainbow logo that made me weep for NXT. 1.5. I just... um. <clears throat> First of all, I missed that it was actually called a match. So when the bell rang, I was very confused. I just thought this was like a very dumb, outdated segment. And then it was a match. And then I became very confused as to why somebody shows up to a karaoke match and is like, no, I'm not going to sing. What the hell did you think karaoke was? And who's the judge of the songs? If it's an actual match, why are you singing at all? I there, Nothing about this made sense. I don't even know why they don't like each other because of an outfit. Look, I shared closets with my sister. We destroyed each other's clothes. I never wanted to assault her about it. I would be mad and then I would move on. This is just the dumbest load of crap I've ever seen. I hated everything about this. I think Robert Stone was clearly like a Wednesday Night Wars. We're trying to make him be Tony Khan thing. And now has evolved into this like brand or whatever. But why are... Why is he fighting anyone? Like nothing about this made sense. And I'm and I'm a I'm a fan of pro wrestling and it still made no sense. Like <laughs> I will buy into some dumb stuff because I watch wrestling, damn it. Every referee in wrestling is an idiot, but I buy into it. Do you know how bad it has to be when I can buy into nothing about a segment? This was terrible. Um, before Between we get too far, this is the bus segment. I literally, there's nobody in my house right now. I was just like, <laughs> what? What? what before we before we get too far away from as you called it the bus segment, Joey Bag of Donuts says MSK stands for must see Kalex. That's and why they don't I think it. that must be it. They're like, we can't reveal the name of it to people who crap mm-hmm. on our show. <laughs> Um, uh, the bad one, Jam Beard said, I mixed NXT tonight, but saw gifs of Zion and Stone singing. I feel like I missed an episode of The Voice. Was this show any good? The bad one, Jam Beard, the answer to your last question is no, it was not. Um, let's also clarify there's a difference between missing something and not seeing something. You didn't miss anything, buddy. You just didn't see it. (laughs) Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Emily Cease for the ruckus, uh, says, uh, that the Robert Stone segment reminded me of when I tried an edible for the first time, <laughs> which, which is funny. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the bad uh, one, cool. Jam Beard says this dance segment was when NXT stole MSK's drugs. Yeah, they had a, um, a very, um, he said, at least we brought supplies, is what Wesley said. R.E. his fanny pack when he jumped on the back of, of uh Nash Carter for a piggyback ride. Uh is that that's that's a that's a that's a drugs joke? Yes, I'm very old and and also uh a, a, a straight edge. So I don't know. I'm not really sure if that's a joke, if that's a whatever. 
Um, Ken Shiro says, remember when SmackDown had a karaoke celebration? Boy, do I. Man, I don't know what episode of Sour Graps that was, but go back and find it because <laughs> I had a field day with this. We're going to, we spent all this time turning Lacey Evans' baby face because she was A, a Marine, and B, a mom, and C, that's it. We spent all this time making her a baby face, and we turned her heel because she lost a, 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 a karaoke competition to Naomi. Like, that was just the most ridiculous thing ever. And the most ridiculous karaoke segment ever, including this one. This one made more sense than that. I just like that they were like, you know what we, you know what's missing? <laughs> we're restarting a brand. <laughs> you know what's missing <laughs> from all three divisions? That yep. karaoke bullshit that we did yep. with yep. Naomi, one of the most skilled wrestlers, yeah. athletic people in the whole world. James Bowers uh, says the dance segment was a bad acid trip. I ha I felt high off my ass, and I haven't tripped in a decade. Sean Blanford says it's times like this that make me miss Shotzi running over Robert Stone with her tank every week. Well, now <laughs> she, now she can't because she's a heel, so she only gets to run over baby faces. Oh it was God. very important that they turn her heel because they have so many baby faces on SmackDown, so they needed to turn her heel. You understand? Yeah, they have at least two. At least two. Um, uh, Drew Nicholas uh, says the, the Robert Stone slash Zion Quinn segment may or may not have been bad, but all I saw was J Zion gyrating, so it gets an A from me. Uh, everyone, please watch the Kate and Cher distraction this Thursday at 3 p.m. Yes, please do. Please. We're please replacing do. Jeremy and Joel. Um, do you know how bad this episode was of NXT that my bangs are out of place? The most over thing on Fightful? Yeah. I even straightened them. Darn it. Mm. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so, um... <laughs> so, oh, I also had this in my notes, which is worth mentioning about how stupid this is. Uh, I just... They, they were going after this young demographic and they chose HBK's theme. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, it's gonna be younger and sexier and edgier. We chose Shawn Michaels' theme. I mean, I'm 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 fairly tell. certain it was chosen as a rib on Sean, who is backstage at Gorilla, and, right? And like to make the kid Zion Quinn sing Shawn Michaels' theme song in front of him is a rib on both the kid and also Sean. And yeah, I agree that was not. It's also a rib on the audience because we were tuning in to watch this. Yeah. Um, uh, the bad one, Jam, Jam Beard says Shotzi attacking Banks was a babyface move. Yeah, well, not not not, not the way that they, that they think it is. And honestly, it's what they think that matters, unfortunately. Um, uh, so uh, I got a couple of things from stuff we missed. Um, I, I, I like this one very good, uh, very much. Um, J Blood says NXT 2.0 is a reductionist try-hard fever dream in which nostalgia is presented as earnestly cool. The good parts get swallowed by this overall frame. In this essay, in this essay, I will, like it's a perfect beginning to like a, a thesis paper about what NXT 2.0 is. Thank you, J-Blood. That's fantastic. The intention of this paper is to 
Explain what NXT yeah. is. Oh, it's so good. Uh, as Zach Barber says, if wrestling is soap opera, NXT 2.0 is passions. Except passions was campy. It was actually good. Wasn't there like a, a little person who was supposed to be like a Chucky doll type of thing that come to life? I remember for a summer, I worked as a bank teller in a small town bank uh, in college. Um, and one of the one of the one of the guys who worked there, uh, he would spend his lunch break in the break room watching Passions, and I would just walk in there watching it. And this guy, and he's fifty years old. He's like, I can't miss. I I don't want to miss my stories. So he would watch Passions, and that was all I had. This is like the summer of ninety eight, and I was just like, what? I was like, what the hell is it? Ah, oh, it's Passions, man. It's great. Like it's it is it great? No, it's terrible, but it's great. And and uh, so that's what I know of passions. That's what I know of passions. I only know of guiding light because my sister used to come home from school and it would be on. Yeah. <laughs> and there was like a a heavy cloning story on there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't. Your passions reference is lost on me, but oh, man, it, I it, completely agree with you. It, it it was it was a it was a it was a like an actual soap opera, but like there was a part of it that was like dealt with like witchcraft and stuff. Oh, like okay, there was an actual yeah, witch. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I I do love Luis. Shout out to Luis Polito who runs this whole thing and, and aggregates all of our super chats so I know what the hell we're talking about. Um, he's he's entitled this segment "Fuck Off, Joe Casey," uh, which, which I think is great. But honestly, this was the best version of this gimmick they've done. Like it starts to like make sense what he's doing. Like he only used the inclusion thing once and then he moved on right past it. But like um, uh, the world does suck, and I'm gonna fix it is a thing that cult leaders say. Like, the world sucks. I understand that you hate you hate your place in the world. Don't worry. I have all the answers. That's what a cult leader does. And so if that's what you're doing with him, great. I don't know why you had to mire in all this, like, anti-woke like, satire bullshit that you were trying to do. Just do this. Where, like, he's the guy who's like, no, no, the world is terrible. And I can fix it. And that's how he's gotten this guy, um, you know, uh, Harland, to come along and like, we are going to change the world together, he and I. Okay, sure. Let's let's see where that goes. I'll bet it's nowhere good. But so far, this is the best thing they've done with him. Um, that's uh, That's not a very high bar to clear, mind you. Okay, so... I was like mad because I liked this, so, and I had <laughs> I had a realization. I had a realization after last week, and I texted somebody who, more or less, has an obligation in my life to text me back, even though they don't care about wrestling. <laughs> At like one in the morning, and I was like, I finally realized what this is. This I think was them, because they're so obsessed with booking heat right now. Mm -hmm. This was them going after this younger demographic. And trying to get them riled up and pissed and booking heat for this young demographic. I think that that's what this whole thing was supposed to be. And then they realized everybody who tunes in is like 65 years old. So uh, I really liked when he got into, you call this guy a monster because what? Because he has his head shaved? Because he's tall? 
I really, really liked this. And this whole time, the issue has not been so much with Gacy to me. The issue has been with the direction of this thing. If they're pivoting this way with it, and they've completely gotten rid of the, a wrestling ring should be a safe space crap, I... I think he's doing a really good job with this like evil of mice and men dynamic that they seem to kind of have going on. Like, I really, really like this. And I think not Parker Bordeaux, Harland man is, is also like the perfect guy for this. And because he is super green in in this industry, like this is a really good way to slowly introduce him into the world. Could have done without the, Weird political stuff could have done without the face stroking. This, I am in for this. That works for me. Yeah. Um, before we get too far away from passions, uh, and I talked <laughs> about the little person. We are never like too far away thing. from passions if no. we're talking about NXT. Um, Zach Barber says, yes, the little person was a witch's living doll. Yes. Uh, it, yeah, he was. Um, I remember that that actor died, and I, and I, I remember seeing that he died. This is years ago, and I and I and I was brought back to that time in my life where every five days a week I would just sneak into the break room. This, I can't remember the guy's last name. Uh, Ken. He had like a cul-de-sac head of hair, like it was completely bald on top, but he insisted on having the ring around, you know, in the back. Uh, and he had a mustache and bifocals, and he would sit there and he always ate a peach at lunch. He was always had a peach. He liked peaches. Uh, and so, so he was sitting there eating his peach. Uh, Ken, shout out to Ken. You're, I don't know. This was a long time ago, and you were in your fifties. Now you might be dead by now. But if you're not, then big ups to Ken. It's either a shout out or big ups. Yeah. Anyway, um, was the living doll named Lily? No, it was. Was it Timmy? I don't want to say it was Timmy. I don't know. Um, uh, the bad one, Jam Beard says of uh, of. Um, Joe Gacy, if you forget the very first promo he did, if you forget, if you if you never saw that, that his gimmick has been decent, I think, but that's because I see it going the cult route. Yeah, I mean, as f- the further away we get from the beginning, the further away we get from inclusion and it's, acceptance yeah. are bad things. Uh, then, then I think we're actually uh, getting 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 somewhere. I think. Um, speaking of. Uh, Getting somewhere, um, Zion Quinn is walking to the back and and runs into Electra Lopez. Segue on a wrestling show. <laughs> Speaking of getting somewhere, because it's rare enough that this applies to one other thing in the show. Yeah. Um, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> he's Zion Quinn is walking backstage uh, as Electra Lopez and uh, the Legato boys are walking out, and she's like, "Hi, I never knew you had that side to you." And 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 he and and Zion Quinn says thank you, and I wanted to say, oh, I didn't mean it as a compliment, and keep walking because it was objectively bad. The thing that he did on in the ring was objectively a bad yeah. thing. He was bad at it. So that they're trying to like make it is like, oh my god, look how sexy he is because he sang poorly and danced poorly. Like that's weird. But she's like, I, I think I can work with this. I don't know what like what like. I don't know what any of this is. Whatever. Um, there was no Yo, Santos. These backstage segments have felt so awkward. Yeah. Like all of the party stuff with Halloween Havoc. Like nothing backstage has felt normal and organic. And like again, well, everyone's calling me a homer anyway. So 
I'll just lead into it. The thing that Punk and Eddie Kingston did was Man. gangbusters and so rare to see like someone just interrupting an interview and then you kind of set up a match with someone off screen while they're in the middle of an interview. That felt so real and organic and yeah. spontaneous. This all feels like I, I like somebody just whispered in your ear to go do that thing. This was so awkward and weird. And to your point, he wasn't good at it. So making a note of it was just odd. I, and every backstage segment that isn't like a produced one, because they're usually very good at those in, in reality. Uh, these ones feel weird because there's just like hot ladies hanging around and weird things like this being said totally like took me out of what was going on uh yeah um this just felt very awkward i mean listen these people are in developmental like part of what you're developing hopefully is a, an easy charisma um uh it, it's they don't have it yet because they just haven't that that's not part of their personality at this point but i feel like um, she does and this was weird well, yeah, because because what they were asking her to do, she, I mean, listen, um, when when you're playing a part and they tell you to like, here's the thing that you you believe, your character believes this, and you yourself don't, that's a yes. hard thing to get across as being truthful, um, like whatever it is. So if she's supposed to say, hey, I've never seen this side of you. And say it sexy because she thinks that what he did was good and sexy, and she doesn't believe that because you know she has eyes and ears. Then, then it would be hard for her to like make that sound like it was real. Um, I, listen, I just, I'm not saying anything as Zion Quinn as the wrestler. I think he's got a ton of potential. I really like the stuff he does in the ring. I don't think he's a good singer and dancer because that's not what this is. No, it's not that. So don't make him do this stuff. You know? The karaoke match is also not a thing. Yeah. So at least the karaoke segment with Naomi and Lacey yeah. was, it was just a weird karaoke thing. There wasn't a match around it. Yeah. Like, um, not um, great. Not great. Right. Um. So uh, before we get too far uh, away from this, uh, somebody named Dog King has sent in a super chat. Thank you for the super chat. Why do people hate the woke stuff? I like a woke heel gimmick. It makes sense to me. Um, I, I, I guess it all depends on on whether or not you view him as the individual, or as what they are presenting is he is a representative of an entire school of thought, and as the representative of an entire school of thought, if he believes this and he is a bad guy, then the entire school of thought is therefore bad. And if you are a person who thinks that being inclusive and wanting to accept people for who they are and uh, wanting people to be kind to each other, let's say outside of a wrestling ring, um, and if you think that is bad, well, you're more than, more than welcome to that opinion. But I think that Kate and I are of a different opinion. That, that we should want to include people. We should want to accept people. We should want to be kind to each other. And so assigning those schools of thought to a person who is a bad guy is probably not the best way to go about it, is what I would say while being as diplomatic as possible. 
Well, so he said in another super chat that I'm just going to read because it's connected, but he said, as a 24-year-old Black guy, I find woke douche heel gimmick to be very realistic. I'd hate this gimmick if you were a face. I get that idea too, that this is something that's real in the world and that you've probably experienced. And I'm, I've definitely experienced that as a woman, people like trying to hijack your plight um, sure. in some way. But I will just add on to what Alex said. Not only do I think it's um, not wise to demonize a school of thought that you should be striving for when it's, it's sincere, but I also just think it's bad to assign weight to those shitty people. <laughs> I said this on Friday too. Like I, it's sometimes when you go out of your way to acknowledge something just because it exists, doesn't necessarily mean it's a good idea to have it portrayed for an entire audience on television. And that's just for me. Right. Uh, if you feel like it's good because it's realistic and should be portrayed and open a dialogue. I completely get that. I think it's bad to put a spotlight on things that are in, in a lot of ways, in, in my opinion, detrimental to society. And on top of that, uh, I just didn't like the woke stuff. And I, I talked about it at length on other episodes, so I won't go too far into it. Saying a wrestling ring is a safe space is, is a lie. That's, it's that's stupid. Just, yeah. and the no, whole just, point of it is, is combat. So that's just nonsense. Yeah. yeah that, no, that yeah. just makes no sense in the context of wrestling. So yeah. as a matter of taste, Alex and I both agree on, on that front with that. Right. As a matter of logical wrestling, it that completely makes no sense that you would yep. go to a place where combat sports are happening and say it's a safe space. I hated that about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, just as a quick sidebar, while while visiting um, uh, my wife's sister a few years ago, we were at a, a, a like a little a little mom and pop garden center, and they had these hand painted yard signs that just that they said just be kind. And my wife was like, yeah, can we just, that's, that's beautiful. And she bought one hand painted, um, brought it home and put it in our yard. Um, and it, st it stayed there for a while without any problem. And then one morning it was gone. And then on a walk, I found it halfway down the block, vandalized, torn apart. Um, so if somebody sees in, in a stranger's yard, a sign that says, just be kind, and flips their shit about it to the point they have to steal it and destroy it. That's a sentiment that exists in the world somewhere. Yeah. And maybe we shouldn't be feeding it in, yeah. on, on, our, on our scripted uh, uh, program. It's my own personal thing. Um, so, over the weekend, there was um, some Twitter beef. That came around uh, because no, not this one. We're gonna get to you in a second. <laughs> we'll get to you in a second. Um. Uh. So. Uh. There. <laughs> uh. Apparently, like. Uh. They. Who do you want to see a challenge for Imperium's titles next? And. Um. Von Wagner, tweeted out the eyes symbol and a and a thumbs up, and I was like, uh. Okay. Um, all right, fine. Um, and then Legato's like, You've been here for five minutes, you think you deserve a title shot? And Kyle Riley's like, Hey, he's my friend, leave him alone, basically. And then Legato's like, What you don't want to you shut up too? He's like, No, why don't you shut up? And that's basically what the beef was, and they gave they made a match out of it. Um uh uh Kyle O'Reilly, um it has 
like Pete Dunne isn't on television currently, and Kyle O'Reilly has fallen farther than Pete Dunne. Like yeah. as far as who's the top, the top people in NXT 1.5 when it ended, um, who's 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 left? Um, like certain people have survived, some people have not. Um, like his whole thing is I'm friends with the most boring professional wrestler who's ever lived. That's what, what's, that's what Kyle O'Reilly is now. We see like, we, uh, uh, eloquent says, is anyone more out of place in 2.0 than Kyle O'Reilly? No. The nerd guru says, Kyle got a jobber entrance. Get him out. TK, please listen. Um, it's, I don't know, man, this whole thing of like, can they get along, but not like, do they not like each other? But just like Kyle, you got to teach this guy how to be a tag team wrestler because he doesn't know. Um, and the fact that they keep the commentators keep talking up um, uh, Von Wagner like he's the second coming, and it's just it's so weird that they like oh, he's got all the tools. No, just because a guy is a tool doesn't mean he has tools. Like, and he's like, oh, he's oh, he's. Wade Barrett says this. Look look at the size of him. He's at least 280 pounds. In his own promo he cut a few weeks ago, he said he was 255. Like, I don't know what, like, what do you, you don't have to lie about a guy to try and get him over. Let's see what he does in the ring. He's perfectly passable in the ring. He's a perfectly cromulent, halfway decent sized wrestler. And that's it. There's nothing about him at all that's charismatic. Or he doesn't have a real character. Nothing about him screams, wow, you gotta watch this guy. Like, he's just a dude. And the fact that they keep on insisting that he's more than that is what makes it so frustrating, I think. At least to me. So. <clears throat> yeah. Adam Cole went on his back. Went out on his back to Kyle O'Reilly. For Kyle O'Reilly to capitalize to be able to do right. this. I completely get the idea and the temptation behind having someone who's an established star in your program be there to help along new stars in a new brand. That makes sense. That's why they sent Mandy Rose to do this. Uh, whether you agree with that or not, the reason she was sent there was because she's established. She knows the ropes a little bit. She's going to help these two new talents get over. Von Wagner. <laughs> I... I the problem isn't even just like the lack of charisma, whatever. What do we know about Von Wagner other than he kind of looks like one of the Geico cavemen? Like I, I'm so confused because to me, remember the SNL sketch, uh, Bill Brasky. <laughs> That's how it feels to me when commentary talks about him. They could be like, I saw Von Wagner drink 87 beers in one night. And then drive his mom home safely. Like, I I don't know. He just doesn't have a character other than his entire character is that he's different than Kyle O'Reilly. And I still don't know what that means. Like, mm -hmm. this isn't can they coexist. This is they're the odd couple. Okay. All I know about him is that he got a title shot out of the gate and that he's kind of an outdoorsman who really changed the agenda on his friend when they went to hang out and they were supposed to go mountain biking. Like there's, they've just told me nothing about him other than he is so different from that Kyle O'Reilly. He hasn't stood a chance, even if he's the most charismatic dude in the world. And I actually did have a couple of uh, in-ring issues with him today. 
Uh, I wrote the non-Wagner of Von Wagner parts were a little bit better in this match. Mostly I wrote that for the pun because he was mostly fine, but he just needs to get way more acclimated. And again, it's developmental, but working with smaller dudes, there were some points that felt very clunky. And like, he was just like hunched the whole time. Like he needs to break into that for sure. Yeah. He's, he's, he's not great. Uh, But if the bar is, has to be better than Kyle O'Reilly, he's never going to clear it. Like he's just got to be okay. Like he's, listen, he's a guy who you, you have job to people. You have him job to people for a year while he learns how to be a wrestler. You don't throw him into like to have to, like, that the Kyle Riley, one of his little tweets defending his buddy is like, Hey, this guy may have been here for five minutes, but he got closer to the NXT title in five minutes than you guys have in five years. That's because he was poorly booked, Kyle. Like he didn't do anything. They threw him in there. Like it was dumb. There's nothing else on the bone here. Like he had to go that route because what else is there? But my question is with the booking. Okay, so they lose and they have nothing in common. Are they going to break up immediately? Like, I just don't understand. What is the redeeming quality of hanging out if you have nothing in common and you lose? That just makes absolutely no sense to me. Uh, I don't don't get it. Like, I don't get who Von Wagner is. I don't get why him and Kyle O'Reilly hang out, other than that they shared one beer together. And uh, if, if you lose, I don't get why you work together. I just don't get it. Like, nothing about this makes sense to me. Um, they also said if they could win, this would absolutely be Von Wagner's biggest biggest win of his career. Well, didn't didn't they didn't he and Kyle pin Pete Dunne and and Ridge Holland? Ridge Holland now on SmackDown. I guess eventually he'll show up. And Pete Dunne now not on television because he regrets signing that extension. Like I I, I mean I I don't know uh, like how you're determining whatever. Um, but uh, <laughs> Luis Polito says, uh, dance away by damn Valentine's intensifies, which of course is red dragons theme. Um, I did, I did a little fantasy booking where I just, I just need Kyle Riley to let his contract run out and then show up in, uh, in NX, in a uh, AEW team, re- re- reform red dragon, uh, win one tag squash match and then call out the young bucks and make Adam Cole choose. And yeah. I, I mean, like, maybe he, my, my personal thing is because I wanted to see it forever is I want um, the Undisputed Era back together to feud with Kenny, the Young Bucks, because that'd be great. But somebody's made a really good point is it might be cool if it was the opposite, that Kenny hates Adam Cole and Kyle and Bobby hate Adam Cole. So the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh... And we get Adam Cole and the Bucks versus Kenny and Red Dragon, which like I've, I, I haven't I've never thought about Kenny being backed up by Kyle O'Reilly and, and Bobby Fish. Well, well, that, sounds, yeah. that sounds fun too. Like there's there's a world of possibilities for okay. Kyle O'Reilly elsewhere. But here, the only possibility appears to be the way more talented, but less pushed friend of Frankenstein. I, I like that angle, but aren't you just dying for the young bucks to smooch Adam Cole on both sides and then for Fish and O'Reilly to do that to him too and him yeah. just be like oh no <laughs> I just need that spot in my life uh yeah no Kyle O'Reilly's gotta get the hell out of there I mean 
him and Owens. <laughs> God, get the hell out of there to AEW or, I mean, Ring of Honor is not a thing anymore, which I'll just cry for. If we're going two hours tonight, I can't spend the next hour talking about Ring of Honor and sobbing. That won't be very productive. But I, I think that, uh, yeah, this, this doesn't work. So it, it's kind of, this has happened a few times, right? Like Zelina winning Queen of the Ring is good, but the booking up to that point made no sense for her because all she did was lose. This is almost that to me where I'm like, they should break up Bond Wagner and Kyle O'Reilly. It makes no sense. But now they've also booked themselves to a corner where I'm like, well, then what the hell was the point of the past six weeks for? So it, it's uh, quite the handcuff situation they've put themselves in. Yeah. Um, T5 DeGreat says, Bobby Fish is out here having banger matches with Punk and Dragon. Meanwhile, Kyle gets to hang with Van Hammer. How, Sway? I, I don't know how. I don't know how. Um, uh, we got one-on-one here. We got uh, the bad one, Jam Beard, says, Kyle is Ryan Reynolds, but has gone from Deadpool to Van Wilder. <laughs> it makes me a sad Canadian to see this. Oh, yeah, it's true. You got a um, lot of other good wrestlers to hang your hat on, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we got an interview with Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes where Carmelo insists on being called the A champion. You are a champion. You could have been the champion, but you decided to challenge for the wrong belt, dude. Um, and then Andre Chase comes back and I did appreciate Trick Williams says, you're alive? Because <laughs> yeah, the last we great. saw was him being attacked by zombies. So I thought that was good. Um, you guys, you guys helped me last week so i'll help you this week and I'll, I'll look out for you that never actually happens because um uh so, so uh after carmelo and trick leave the interviewers like so there's a lot of been a lot of um social media chatter about you being a coward at the haunted house and then andre the Ch andre chase goes i'm so mad uh and then he says i'm gonna challenge anybody to come out and face me in the ring um and uh and he does after he throws the microphone it didn't work i don't know if that was a plant or what uh he's got a whole cheering section of apparently his students wearing chase you merch um do they uh, sell one I, they must and i i can't imagine well, it's actually well 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 you would also be like well they must be selling nikki ash no 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 no, no. <laughs> i'm saying i'm saying they must because uh because they make the wrong decisions about selling merch so oh, that's why um, but it, but it is just, just lettering. There's not, there's not really a design you got to do. It's just lettering chase and then a U. So will do an ugly Christmas sweater of it. Um, they should, they should, um, and nobody will buy it. Um, but I, my, my question is why are his students cheering for him? He's horrible to them and a bad professor. Well, listen, as, as a professor myself, I right. have, I have a problem with fraud professors. Um, anyway, he says, anybody come out here and face me, and it's Braun Breakaker, who breakakes him all over the ring. He destroys, destroys him. And I, listen, if this is what they did with Braun Breaker from the very beginning, like if they had him just, just, just murking fools, like, like going from the bottom to the top, they give him a, give him a mini Goldberg run. And after he's been doing that for like four months, then give him the title shot. Then you could have him win in his first match, in his first title match. Then, then I could. Then, then that's fine. Um, I, I thought this was really fun, like watching him 
just just run through this guy who I don't like was very cathartic. Like I I I'm a I'm a big fan of Rex Steiner and what where, where they could go with him. I think I think if they if they call him a Steiner and they bring him up to the main roster, like give him the Goldberg run as soon as he gets on the main roster, like have him win like 15 matches in a row, like squash people. And people will be like, Jesus, this kid's amazing. And then you can build from there. But but like now it was like, hey, it's my first night. I'm I'm go- I'm going to challenge base. I'm going to challenge Tommaso Ciampa for the for the title. Like that was too. There was too much. And and now you can build from here. I I actually enjoyed his post match promo about how like he, he set all these traps for me and I walked into all of them. He Tommaso Ciampa is the king of NXT right now. Um, it's only because I was inexperienced. The next time I face you for that title, I'm not going to lose. That's a great promo to cut. I believe that he believes it. I believe it. This is this is really good stuff from Braun Breaker. Okay, so uh, back to your point about calling out that you chose a lesser championship. And my notes say you don't miss. Of course you miss. You missed the title you were supposed to go for. Uh, <laughs> and this teachable moment nonsense, I was like, well... Yeah, you can tell they're going after 60-year-olds if they're quoting Phil Dunphy from Modern Family on your program with yeah. this teachable moment thing. And to your point, yes, yeah, students uh, are notorious for loving their teachers and professors and cheering for them. <laughs> always, right? I was always like, yes, that person who talks at me about math for like an hour, I, I root for them. Hell no. Uh, yeah, match was good. I actually, I can't even say Bob Breaker's name after you said Breaker Cut. When I said Bear Kittens last week and you couldn't recover, that's my Breaker Cut. <laughs> um, I, I actually kind of like what they did. I think they were going to, I don't know who else Ciampa faces. And we always say you can write your any show you want, but who does Ciampa face? Because I think they wanted a new generation versus old generation thing. So I actually kind of like what they did with this because I think it made Breakaker. I think both Champa and Breakaker made Breakaker look great, and I kind of like the story of I recognize that I got my shot too early, and I am going to have to work my way back up. That makes sense. Yeah. Like I and so I appreciate that it makes sense, and I don't hate it because the match was great. If he looked as green as he actually is for how short he's been training wrestling. He doesn't, I though. wouldn't have. He looked like he's the guy of this next wave. So mm-hmm. I I actually disagree with you. I, I like the story that they're telling with him, and I really like everything that they did here as well. I, I think it's great, and I think you're going to see some version of that. I think you're going to see him do exactly what he said he was going to do and beat Ciampa, or Ciampa's going to... I have no idea what's going on with Samoa Joe. I could see Ciampa losing it to Samoa Joe and then Ciampa and Breakaker reigniting their feud without the belt or him or Breakaker versus Samoa Joe feels like a great feud too, right? So I think uh, this is probably the most positive storytelling, maybe outside of Dakota Kai and Raquel, because I am very interested in that, that we're seeing on NXT. So it is a glimmer of hope and an otherwise very dark, but bright, 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 bright brand. Um, yeah, um, I, 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 I'm, 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 what I'm saying is 
if you want if you want him to to win in his first match which i know a lot of people like i saw i saw i didn't click on them but i saw a lot of youtube videos that were like an hour and a half long this is why it was a terrible mistake to have champa beat Brock breaker and i was like listen guys like he's just not ready yet like that's fine he's he's gonna be and maybe soon like you can you can tell a really cool story about how champa thinks he's beaten breaker He's to the back of the line. Doesn't have to worry about that, about that kid anymore. And then you have, I don't know, a battle royal or something to determine who's the next, the next uh, person that Champa has to face. And have Braun win that, and have Champa be like, "Dang it, I don't think I can beat this kid again." And then he's got to do even more underhanded stuff to try and get the job done. But this time, Breaker wins. I don't know. There's stuff you can tell. There's a really interesting story. I I I agree. I I think that. I think the next step is somebody from the new class getting it, which makes me weep for Pete Dunne. I don't think he's ever going to be an NXT champion, and that really sucks because um, he he worked so hard to be that guy, and they're just going to take it away from him. But um, I, I I think what you do is you have Braun beat Chumpapa for it in the next one, um, and and then immediately after, with him standing there, you hear uh, Samoa Joe's theme start. And Samoa Joe rocks out and says, I told you I'd be back for that title. I didn't tell you because I have no idea who the hell you are, kid. Yeah. But you do remind me of a certain somebody <laughs> that I had a few matches with back in the day. Not sure who that guy is because he you had a do the last name. Yeah, you do the math. Whatever. That'd be fun. Um, <laughs> that's good. Uh, but I think that would be kind of cool about Samoa Joe coming back to take his title from the kid. And he can't do it because they're gonna push this kid to the moon. Like I feel like, I feel like so they're gonna push this kid where? To the moon. Um. But yeah. Uh. I. I. I think that. I think he's he's can't miss. Um. If they actually do the thing right, and I'm. I. I, I do think that that when they bring him up, no stop start stuff. Don't give him a stupid friggin' mask or a gladiator costume. Like, let him show up his first day on the main roster and wreck somebody in a minute and a half and have him do it again for the next three months in a row and then have him say, I'm done playing around. Where's my title shot, Poindexter? And have him, like, like I, I, I want that. I want something like that. And But, you know, oh, whatever. Okay, but, the, but what's going to happen is he's going to have 100 rematches with someone, so. Yeah. Also, the Atlanta Braves are your World Series champions. So those cheating heels, the Houston Astros lost at home in front of all their weeping people in a here's shutout. A, here's here's a hot take. Uh, I'll take the cheaters over the racist team. Okay. I'll I'll take I'll take I'll take that. Like I mean, not when I'm when I'm presented with, presented with a champ. Like anybody who still defends the chop in okay, twenty goddamn twenty one. But the players no. don't. The, the I'm happy for the players. I'm I the the players don't get any of the money. The, okay, the owners like get the fans. money. They they sold out every black fan they had when they moved out to the suburbs where black fans don't live. Atlanta is the biggest blackest city we have in the South. They screwed them over. I'm 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 sorry. I, I don't I don't. I don't it's know. okay. Atlanta just... Blaves management. That's also, all. keep in mind that I'm a Yankees fan, and all we did in the '90s was beat the Braves. So good for them. And the Astros have blue-balled paper years. Yeah. 
I, 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 I wanted Dusty Baker to get a victory, but that's yeah, that's I kind of wanted him to get a ring too. Um, we can talk about wrestling again. I just yeah, whatever. Astros lost seven to nothing. I hate baseball, says Luis Polito. Oh, sorry, Luis. <laughs> um, sorry, Kyler, too. Uh, so, uh, 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 the bad one, Jam, Jam Beard says, Braun Breaker broke cake. That's going to be so fun in the holiday season. It is. I'm going to do a whole damn song about it. I'm sure somebody's yes. going to make me do it. Um, uh, so uh, Tony, to, Tony, Tony D'Angelo was on lashing out. Um, a lashing out of, to- of course is terrible. Um, I don't know what last legend does beyond this. I, I guess well, she, she, gets la- to- she gets lash extensions. She made that very clear tonight. Right. That's it. Does she also wrestle? I know she's a former athlete. Like she did the, she was in college basketball and WNBA, which is awesome for her. I'm assuming she's training during the day. Yeah. While they're writing her terrible talk show. Uh, and then they give her a script and then she does it. Um, it's, it's bad. Like, like let's talk about those costumes. And then she shows a picture of, of, of um, Von Wagner. And she's Brad Pitt. Come on now. That's not a joke. That's 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 five words, just picked from at random. That's not a joke. Whatever. Uh, Tony D'Angelo comes out and he's not a joke. This guy was given a gimmick. Somebody said, "Here's your gimmick. You are what if a young Tony Soprano was somehow a professional wrestler? That is your gimmick. That's an improv exercise that they were that they gave him, and he said, "Okay, I'm gonna play that shit." perfectly because that's what he's doing because he's like nobody's seen my my uh my uh this is what Blast, Blast legend says my, my producer mark disappeared what am i a freaking magician over amazing. here amazing um uh and then she says i here he is here's here's when then he didn't he didn't disappear honey if you're able to produce him walking out of the thing but he's got a broken arm and he's very, very timid. And he sits next to D'Angelo. And Tony D'Angelo, without missing a beat, says, Hey, why don't you look into the camera and say hello to your lovely wife, Janice. Amazing. Hey, hey and your, your kids. Thing. How are your kids doing? Little Georgie and Baker. Ah, that beautiful house you got with all them oak trees and the tire swing. Be a shame if anything happened to those, anything happened to those beautiful, wonderful things you got in your life. Like, he didn't miss a beat. He didn't overplay it. It was, I'm overplaying it because I think it's funny. He didn't overplay it at all. Like, I, I'm I'm serious when I say, if they were making a, a, a mob movie and he auditioned for it, playing this, he would get a part in it because he's really good at this. Like, he's really, really good at this. Sincerely, yeah. And I, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm, <laughs> man. He's uh, unironically over as far as I'm concerned. Like, this started as something that was silly and he's made it very real. Here's, the two things you didn't mention that I liked. The only thing I liked in the Lash Legend world was she did call out how absolutely stupid it was that Halloween Havoc had like three hosts. It had Chucky and LA Knight and Grayson Waller. And she was like, hey, you had a person that hosts things literally right here. That is a smart thing for a host to do. That made sense. The other thing that I liked with Tony D'Angelo was he merged wrestling world with mob world extremely well and saying that the reason I work here is to hurt people. And that's the one thing that was true from the first vignette to now is he has 
made it very clear that he is here to show up and hurt people. And I love that. Someday it'll be about the title, but he's like, sometimes I break people's legs. Sometimes I wrestle people in the ring. He's just there for the violence, whether that's with a gun or in wrestling. So I really loved it. And to your point about him not overplaying it, why don't you just, yeah. And the producer guy looked like someone that had just gotten their shit kicked in and was being basically held hostage to say to his hi to his wife on camera because he was scared as hell about what was going to happen to him again. So uh, I, I am sincerely into this Tony D'Angelo thing. I'm with you, which you've said in past weeks of, I don't know how far this gimmick can go, but I'm interested to see where it goes for now. I think he'd be a Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Uh-huh. <laughs> the, the, the thing about it that's interesting is that um, I think, I think he's, he's a, he's a few months of this, from tra- away from transcending the gimmick and just being this being his character like and and it 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 not feeling like they're doing a mob gimmick it's a meme wrestler and being an actual guy cuz he's so good at playing it and i um, think if he just holds on to if he holds on to bribing people if he holds on to the things in wrestling that make heels heal I think that could be really, really good. And it won't feel so much like a shtick, like you're saying. Like, if he's just bribing people and threatening people, the stuff that other wrestlers do, it just happens to kind of be in this world, that that could really go places. I'm I'm sincerely excited about Tony D'Angelo. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, uh, uh, hard, hard to transition to this. Um uh, James Bowers sends uh, a, uh, a, uh, a super chat saying, wanted to bring your attention to something that chat brought up. Tony Khan just posted a sad tweet about Mox's current situation and struggles. Uh, shout out to Mox and Renee. Uh, Rangers Mayhem says, uh, sending good vibes to Mox on his journey to get sober. Uh, Tony Khan tweeted, John Moxley has allowed me to share with you that he is entering an inpatient alcohol treatment program. John is a beloved member of the AW family. We all stand with him and Renee and all of his family and friends. As he shifts his focus to recovery, um, and we we stand with uh, with with John too. I have, I have uh, very very good friends who have dealt with alcoholism. It is no joke. Um, uh, my 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 grandfather, my father's dad, died. Um, basically, drank himself to death uh, as, as an old lonely man who basically drove away everybody he ever loved because of his alcoholism. It's a it's a it's a terrible thing and that guy my grandfather would never have sought treatment for it and that's why what happened to him happened to him it's a very strong thing uh for john moxley to do this uh, especially at this point in his career uh i applaud him for actually making that choice but it could not have been easy uh and i i wish him the best in his recovery because this this is uh as i say it's it's a very serious thing and um yeah i have friends and family also thankfully in recovery and that are doing well, but it is a, it is a stand in rehab and a, a lifetime of vigilance to it. This is not something that is curable ever. It requires discipline in your everyday life. So mm-hmm. uh, that journey is not like a cute thing that happens in rehab. If you ever want to hear anybody talk about it with sincerity, that's a celebrity. I strongly encourage you to go check out Craig Ferguson, Craig Ferguson late night. Uh, did an incredible monologue about it mm-hmm. uh, when Britney Spears was going through. Yeah, she went through, and he just uh, 
he he spoke about it with just like the most beautiful sincerity and a combination of heartstrings and humor. So go look that up if you want to hear someone talk about it really well. But yeah, where Mox is in his career, he's like literally in line for a title shot or the finals of a <laughs> title shot. So um, hope th there are much more important things in wrestling and kind of ironic that he is being paired with Eddie Kingston, who has been talking about mental health ad nauseum at, at this stage of his own character. So um, it's good that someone is taking that very seriously out of the ring and best to him and Renee and his baby girl. Yeah. Uh, Bazorkin says best of strength, Jonathan good. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny to like, it's not funny, but like it's, it is odd to, 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 to be hit with that. Um, that news uh, it, in the middle of this show. Yeah. In the middle of this show, we're like talking about Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, we're talking D'Angelo. Because the the bad one, Jam Beard says, uh, "I want mobster Tony to meet serial killer Loomis." Um, <laughs> I, I I want mobster Tony to meet a lot of different people that he could interact with. He calls out a whole bunch of people at the end of the interview, where he says, uh, "I'm I want to take on Pete Dunn. I want I want this guy. I want this guy. I want Ch I want Champapa." And I'm like, "Yes, let's let's do that too." All, all these things, but I, I mean, like, uh, I'm good with w this occasionally. If what he is here to do is to wrestle, then I want him to wrestle a little bit more. Um, because what, from what I've seen, he's really good at it, and I really love his persona in the ring. But, like, also, this is just so amazing to watch uh, him be this guy and just, as I said, inhabit this character entirely. So yeah, I'm 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 very, very excited to see where that goes. Agreed. And um, to your point earlier, not everything, most things should be about wins and losses. Most wrestlers should be chasing the title. Occasionally, characters come along that it's not always about the title. I think right now, Tony D'Angelo is someone that doesn't need to care about a title because he has more grave things in his life right. than championship yes. gold. Yes. Um. We we we're, I'm gonna breeze through a couple of these things. Uh, because uh, I want to I want to hit everything, but also we're bearing down on the end. And I know we got a big time thing to talk about how you got cooked on the internet. <laughs> so we got to talk about that too. Um, uh, Solo Sokoa uh, versus uh, Jeet Rama. Um, yeah, no, he's he's please blonde do so. Like I've I've seen enough after after this after after like how does he like he he does a frog splash. As his finisher, because of course he does. He's a Nuso. But, like, he seemed to hit the guy with so much extra force. Oh, yeah. Like, he propels himself toward the ring, like, really hard. I've seen enough. Bring him up immediately. Put him with the bloodline. Yeah. Call call him Joey Uso or whatever. Make him their bit, their kid brother. Have have Roman bring him in and say, um, if, if, if they continue to lose matches to the New Day, have, have, like, well, listen. You you guys are over there playing playing footsie with 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 a guy who's cosplaying as a, as a king like he's some second grader. I got somebody who's gonna watch my back because you guys can't do it. I got your kid brother and have have him walk up and everybody go, damn, this guy's serious. And then have him just wax people in squash matches for a, for a few weeks and actually build him up to be Roman's heavy. And then when the Usos dispatch with the New Day, eventually they can be a full foursome faction which would be really cool you don't need to keep this guy here you don't need to give him this was whack this whack nickname he we know he's part of that family line we understand that he looks just like them just do it already he's great 
this match was fine. This was actually it was better than fine. It was really good. Commentary killed me a couple of times on this. Mm. Hey, did you happen to know that he's from the Samoan Greenlands? Really? Holy crap! Yeah, we know. We've seen video packages about it. You haven't shut up about it. We're fully aware. His family also abandoned him, apparently, which maybe is why he hasn't gotten called up. And I think it was Beth Phoenix, who I feel like I pick on every week. And she's really not, like, bad. But when she's bad, it's terrible. And she, I think it was her who said, uh, like, the things he must have seen growing up on this mostly safe tourist island. What? I guess he was from a really bad section of the things he must have seen. I was like, in the place everybody goes for their fucking honeymoon? (laughs) An island built of tourism where he's from, too? Like, he wouldn't be getting himself caught in situations, probably. Unless there's something I don't know, and that's my ignorance, but I'm not going to give them enough credit for that. Because I did Google it, and I was like, I thought I was, I was like, is it dangerous? No, it's not. It's mostly safe. Uh, so the things he must have seen, I'm just not buying into that. His his life experience is what got him here. Uh, but yeah, commentary just did not do any favors in that. But the the match was fine. That frog splash. Not everybody that Samoan needs to do a frog splash. I'll say that they can dial that back. But his is a good one. It's very very forceful. So yeah. I will take it. And I'm with you. The sooner that they bring him up into the bloodline, I think that would. That would be better because that is that could use that could use some fresh blood in the bloodline. Yeah. Um uh before we get too far away from Tony D'Angelo. Phil Felice, this is not super chat, but I wanted to make sure that, that I credit him for reminding me uh that uh that Tony D'Angelo called out that Fugazi Goomba Johnny Gargano, which is just what fantastic way to refer to Johnny Gargano as a Fugazi Goomba. Oh God, I love him so much. It's amazing. Um, anyway, uh, so we got that. We also got a video package where the members of the bar fight boys, uh, Brooks and Dunn, finish their sentences because they're 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 both like they're identical, but they're different. One of them likes a steak. I, I think he was about to say, Well done. The other guy says medium rare. The only way a man should eat a steak, they both came up with like with really abusive fathers. Uh, who they love anyway, because you know it's the South. Um, and then like uh, it's this there's just they're there's such friggin' stereotypes, like eat like, but they're not they don't feel like real people. Like Tony Angelo feels like a real person actually actively playing it. These guys just feel like, look, I have a sleeveless t-shirt that says Freebird. Look at me, I'm from Alabama. Like, I don't know, like, what is this? Um, but they I want one guy- to have a sleeveless t-shirt that says Freebird and the other one that says like Freebird reprise. <laughs> um, so, so one guy's playing. One, one, one guy's playing. Uh, uh, I don't know. We call it cornhole here or bean bags. Uh, and the other guy's playing horseshoes. They're basically doing the exact same thing with each other. Like, um, I don't care about these two. I don't think I'm ever going to care about them. Um, you, you ruined it for me when you threw them into into a championship match that they had no business being in and now i now i resent them don't do this don't undercut your talent like this where you put them in positions they're not ready for and it's like well wait a minute this doesn't make any sense to me that's that was unlikely yeah i think i feel like we've seen and they're not they're not bad vignettes 
we've seen too many of them and not enough of them winning. Like it, there's no correlation. Like, I feel like I know more about their friendship than who they are kind of as wrestlers at this point. And they need to be in matches that matter that they win that are not championship matches for no reason. So I, I don't love the gimmick. I could still buy into it if I just saw them in a wrestling context succeeding more often, I think. Yeah. Um, so we got um, a little little vignette of Boa, like like basically whisp- being whispered to or whispering to Mei Ying, the 5,000-year-old dragon lady, um, uh, uh, before the match. Uh, it was shot in some weird little grainy filter thing. And he comes out and he faces Grace Grison Walla with LA Knight on commentary. And LA Knight uh ruins the match for for um for for uh for for Grison Walla. Um and so Bo is able to win. This in itself is not notable. They're they're extending this Grison Walla uh Lawrence Aloysius Knight feud for some reason. I don't care about the big news is after Boa goes back to the throne room of Mei Ying and Mei Ying has disappeared. And he kneels down in front of the throne room and then he turns around and faces the camera and he's got the Mei Ying face paint on. So we are to us we are to gather that he has subsumed the essence of his mentor, a 5,000-year-old dragon lady mm-hmm. uh, who has returned to the realm of the netherworld and now he is Mei Ying, kind of like he blows smoke. That's metal in your lungs. He blows that at the camera, um, and uh, um, and this does not seem far fetched on a show where Andre Chase has his own university. So I'm fine with it. We, I guess, we could just, you know. Yeah, I mean, like Muda Mist is a thing. Like you kind of have to suspend some disbelief. I see you, Sean, TikTok, Calix, TikTok. We're doing well for once. All right, buddy. Uh, I Grayson Waller is a goober, and I don't want to cheer for him. The fact that he's booked as a face drives me nuts. I hate his ring gear. I, I just want to punch him. Like, I don't like seeing him in the ring. And LA Knight is kind of cooler. So I don't like this feud being a thing, especially considering it started over a vampire costume. But the match was fine enough as far as distraction finishes go. This was okay. And I, I really didn't like, again, I'm sorry, Beth Phoenix, you're actually pretty good. But man, what are you even doing on commentary? Have you never seen a guest commentator in your life, Beth Phoenix? Usually they come out during the match of a person they're feuding with. It just so happened. So that bugged me. Uh, I can kind of get into the absorbed gimmick thing. Because why not? If you're going to be creepy and otherworldly, I'll buy it. My bigger concern is, like, what has happened to NXT backstage? There's just hot ladies hanging out. There's this, like, crazy dragon witchcraft stuff happening. At one point, it seemed like Toxic Attraction was in a dorm room. Like, I just am confused about the actual building that Full Sail University is. It's just, uh, you know, it's a very different weird place depending on what door you happen to open it's like let's make a deal mm-hmm. yeah it is door number one door number two door number three the bad one jam beard says uh, <laughs> bryson walla is the forgotten paul brother which huh? would, i guess would make him Grison paula there it is um yeah it kind of is <laughs> 
He's yeah. a goober. I just don't. He's kind of like Rick Boogs on the main roster, where I'm like, "You're a face. I hate you." <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Um. <laughs> so so here's where we're gonna get into it, and where we're gonna have probably go over time just talking about this thing. Sorry, Sean. Um, kind of. <laughs> Sean sorry, Sean. Uh, SRS generating heel heat with his time limit. Um, says Mark Losper. Thank you. Um, so Imperium gets interviewed, and again. One guy talks in German, another guy talks in Italian with subtitles. They don't do this with anybody else. It is it is meant to evoke xenophobia, and I don't think we need to do that. These guys can each speak English perfectly. Let them speak English. Um, anyway, so they talk about you know how they they they're great tag team wrestlers and they are. Um, then uh, Toxic Attraction walks up, and. Uh, I don't know what they 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 flirt like you like we got a six woman tag next week. You guys definitely you got congratulations. You guys definitely look the part. They like wipe a flower on his face and they walk away. And then this is scripted. It has to be scripted because because they put the subtitles up for it. Marcel Bartel says to Fabian Eichner, "The mat may be sacred, but America has its benefits." And those are not two things that go together. But I like the map may be sacred has nothing to do with America having its benefits. But I'll bet that's not the problem that you had with this segment, Kate. No, man. Sometimes I just don't know what's going to strike a nerve with people. And today it was me saying that calling women benefits of America is problematic. And that it's insulting to women and that the entire WWE product is basically insulting to women. I did not mean that this one segment and this one line means all of WWE is insulting. It's insulting on top of the rest of what the hell they're doing. And that every woman seems to have to be a hot person that calls someone a bitch. And that the Queen's Crown Tournament had less than 20 minutes combined of action. It's insulting when you have a woman lose for 26 seconds at SummerSlam to then just have her go and lose basically every match since to have someone that shouldn't be a heel acting as a heel who was already over be more over. The booking of women and the storylines that pretty much every woman, save Sonya and Naomi, are involved in, in WWE programming, is insulting. At no point did I say that it was cool that the A women's to AW women's feud is feuding over who has a better butt. I never said that. That's a load of crap too. I never said that this one piece of it was the reason that all of WWE women's roster programming is terrible. I didn't even mention the fact that they dissolved the entire women's tag team division. You cannot tell me that this is great women's wrestling. And you can also not tell me that the talent that they have in WWE isn't capable of great women's wrestling because we've seen it. We've seen it for like the past five years and they are choosing to actively disrespect and poorly book and write shitty storylines for women on all three brands. That is what I was saying. The AW stuff is bad as well. Impact Knockouts, killing it. That's about it. So... Everybody um, decided to tell me that this line was not that serious. It's not. But where there's smoke, there's fucking fire. And I just listed it all out for you. So you can yes. kiss my grits. Oh, my Lanta. I'm done. <laughs> Terrence Haver comes, says that the toxic attraction 
gimmick is them being attractive badasses who use it to their advantages. Saying they're being used as objects does exactly what she accuses NXT of doing in taking away their agency. Now, hold on. I get your point, but let's play. Let's have it play out. I don't think they're actually using Marcel Bartel and, and Fabian Eichner because what could they be using them for? It's just sex appeal for the sake of sex appeal, which, yes, objectifies women. Now, maybe not these women because they have agency, but like the idea of, well, these this woman flirted with me. So therefore, because I'm in America, I may conquest her. It's I, not it's a, even that. It's, it's weird. calling them American. It's a, a benefit of America. Like it's, I you could very well, and I, I don't mind storylines of sexy women using their sexuality to manipulate anybody. That's fine to me because why not? Uh, when that's like the only thing you have going on, and you're the the phrase like benefit of America has its benefits is disgusting. You could do that angle without that language, which to your point is also completely disconnected from the Matt is sacred part of this. So it's more that they basically said like, oh, I basically have access to hot women and that's a benefit of being in America. I don't have a problem with um, women using their sexuality as a heel gimmick to, to manipulate people. That's a thing that happens in real life all the time. Um, but this this benefit of America thing, I did not like. Yeah. Uh, Zach Barber says, this is some Vince Russo level garbage. Uh, uh, Ryan Sullivan sent in super chat saying, I'm just catching up. What did you do, Kate? What did you do? Uh, well, she, she, she expressed an opinion online. Listen, I, I, I looked into those quote tweets and my, my face melted, uh, as I said before. But the, the biggest thing I had a problem with is that there's a bunch of people who are WWE stands who don't watch AEW. So because WWE sets up storylines with with social media banter, they think that what what Brit and Ty are doing on social media is the storyline, and it's not um, th that that they're feuding over who has a bigger ass is not a thing I've ever seen on television. I saw Brit say about Ty, "You've been showing your ass on TV." Showing your ass is not a literal thing. When you show your ass, it means you act bigger than your britches. You're acting, you're acting like you're a little better than you are. You're maybe you're maybe you're acting out of pocket. That's not a literal thing. Showing your ass. So no, they're not talking. This is not what this is about. And the fact that it has to be like this, everybody coming in and being like, "Well, AEW sucks. Shut up." Like I don't. I, it's not even. Well, and I at no point did I say it like that either. I actually don't. I think. Ty Conti made herself a star and then they pulled her off TV a bunch and she is kind of vulnerable. I don't like them doing that because they did put a picture of like the action figures. It was actually Tay who started it. It was like, even my action figure butt is better than yours, which I kind of popped for. That was kind of funny. But like, at no point did I say that that was cool either. Like, just because I criticize one thing doesn't mean I love the other thing. If there's anything on AEW I've been critical of, it's been the women's division. So yeah. it's just a little crap. And I don't actually care about those opinions, but I'm just saying to people who actually care and wanted to have a dialogue about what I said, that yeah. it's not this comment in a vacuum that set me off. No. It is this comment in the yeah. greater context of NXT and WWE. And right now, women's wrestling in general sends the, the Impact Knockouts division. Yeah. It's just not. 
It's Not it's well the proverbial straw that broke the camel's back or the last drop in a bucket that makes it, it overflow. Wasn't even that intense of a comment. Calm down, people. I've said way worse things. Matt Mark Losper <laughs> says this is even worse because it's Imperium saying it. Haven't they been presented as serious this whole time? Yeah, it's it's it is it is weird. Uh, uh it's also I I there's that unprofessional son of a bitch. But Buster is inter- not he, happy. Oh, he is just he not hates like this it. gimmick. No, he hates it. Um, I, I, I will also say um, that uh, it's, it is it is even even weirder hearing it in German. When it's like, when Marcel Bartel says in German, ah, yeah, America has its benefits. It's like, it was a very thing. It's like something from, from, from an old movie about, about World War II. Um, uh, it felt like cabaret. Dante <laughs> uh, Lee says, these people on Twitter who keep dogpiling, forget there's another person on the end of that. Is no one able to have a normal disagreement? Phil Lindsay yeah. had a normal disagreement last night. Like he, he, he loves Rio. I've never seen it. And we had a very cordial disagreement about it. And we moved on. And I, we actually had people in our mentions saying, I've never seen a Twitter disagreement that ended this, this cordially. <laughs> so that was nice. That's because you were choosing to have a substantive conversation over That's choosing true. fake rages, as, as Sean mm-hmm. consistently says, which is the what nerd, it is. So. The nerd guru says this is for Kate F. The Astros. Uh, Thank you, the yes. Nerd guru wanted to say that. Uh, the Nacho Man Normie Summers says, my father was a Nacho Man. My father's father was a Nacho Man. His father was a Nacho Man who never tried gobblegool pickle. Um, well, and, yeah. Um, Let's see here a uh, few things we missed um um <laughs> uh, Zorkin says uh hey yo yo hey happy tuesday or whatever keep cool gabagool uh, and, and also with you and then injection 2 2k says tony d'angelo is on the bump tomorrow that might be the only way that i uh will ever watch the bump um yeah uh wanted to get through these things with hopefully without too much as we're where was well, Diamond Mine tonight? I don't know. Like they're all, they, they have a they have a they have a match next week against uh, Jiro and and um and Kushida. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Um, uh, Jay Blood says that it'd be one about Joe Gacy. It'd be one thing if it presented you uh, with a character who was hijacking wholeness for ill, but they're not doing that, and we know who books this stuff. Probably not. And Dog King says. Being inclusive isn't bad, but most people who push that school of thought tend to push it to an extreme that doesn't feel sincere, and these people need a mirror put in front of them. I will say, some people, in my in my experience, a very small minority of people who push that school of thought tend to push it to an extreme. Um, I'm sorry, you've dealt with a lot of people who do that. Uh, I don't I don't say those people don't exist. I'm saying that presenting them as what happens when you do that is a little, yeah. Anyway, Kate's dog hates America's benefits. Uh, he is uh, so, such an ingrate. But why don't if you don't like it here, leave, Buster? <laughs> well, he did. He's in the next room. That's about oh, as, as far as he could go good. without. Um, the nerd guru uh, <laughs> says that uh, he's pretty sure that uh, Walter enforces celibacy when you're in Imperium. Uh, you're not allowed to to actually mingle with. You're not allowed to mingle with the fairer sex because they weaken your knees and you need your knees to walk. And that is what I have heard. 
And that is why I always send uh, pretty girls to my opponent's uh, hotel room on the night before a big match to weaken their knees. That um, feels so extremely accurate, and I can't explain why. I'm like, of course Walter does that. I can't tell you why, but he definitely does that. He definitely does. He definitely does. Okay, uh, coming up on the end of the sh- of the of the NXT show, so then I can do the the end of our show. Um, t- uh, Tommy uh, Ciampa uh, comes out, cuts a promo, basically saying, "I'm still the guy," uh, and then he's interrupted by Carmelo Hayes um and trick williams who say no you're not old man and and champa does he punch one of them i don't know what happens i missed it uh who cares but the, the big thing about it is he's leaving and then johnny gargano's music hits and right before the commercial they they tease something are are they on the same size on the same size same side are they not whose side are you on uh and that's Interesting, but we got a super chat about this that says, um, the nerd guru says, Bookers of NXT 2.0, no, you do not get to tease Gargano Ciampa. You are actively erasing real NXT history. So no, <laughs> you don't get to do that. No, no, no. Yeah. I um, agree and disagree because I always want to see it. <laughs> I know there's a, there's a, there's a big contingent of people who are done with Gargano and Ciampa forever after their little cinematic uh, final match where Candice LeRae turned heel by hitting Ciampa in the balls. So, um uh so yeah, I under- I sympathize with those people. I think it's been long enough. Also, I want to see DIY re- reunite. That's what I actually want. I in a lot of cases, would also agree with that people. But when I look around the rest of NXT 2.0, I would gladly take that again. Um, <laughs> Dark Saturday, uh, super chatting to find out if Team Kalex thinks Walter knows what sex is. Have a lovely night. Um, <laughs> Does Walter know what sex is? is there's part of me that says yes i'm gonna answer this incredibly seriously okay okay, go there's part of me that says yes because he wants i want him to know what it is so that he can consistently choose not to be that weak and not to have it and not to give in but there's also part of me that's like his parents never told him how he got here in a real way and never gave him the opportunity to do any socializing outside of like a wrestling ring and and just shoot kicking people's asses in the streets. Part of me thinks he was raised from a toddler in a wrestling commune to be yeah. a perfect wrestling machine. And another part of me says, hell yeah, Walter fucks. Like, yeah, of course. You know, it depends. Um, <laughs> and, and we get Luis Polito who says, Walter believes wrestling is sex. Uh, and I think that's funny. Um did he so do gender matches in the UK? Yeah, we, we got Johnny Gargano <laughs> and Dexter Loomis um, versus Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. This is a this is a tag match with a lot of fun little spots in it, and that's about that's about all I got to say about that. Um, but they they teased some good stuff between Carmelo and uh, Johnny Gargano, and I think we're going to go that way. There's going to be a, a a match for the North American Championship. Carmelo defending against Johnny Gargano, and I would like to see that. Uh, Matthew Makovsky says, can I have two hours of Melo versus Gargano, please? I don't think we need two hours. Two hours is such a long time. 
Two hours is too long of a time to do anything. Am I right, Kate? And Sean, who's I'm sure is in the chat too? I don't know. I think two hours might not be nearly if the situation time. calls yeah. for it, but sometimes you need more than two hours because you just have to spend a half hour doing a bunch of impressions for some reason. Yes. Yeah. Um, your thoughts on the on the match and, and the way it's headed. I mean, Carmelo and, and Trick, they win um, because Trick hits Dexter Loomis in the head with a shoe. Yeah, this was this was exactly fine. I don't think I need these two to be feuding. Like, it just doesn't... Uh, I don't need this to like, continue in any way, shape, or form. Not because anything was particularly offensive. I just don't think there's like a great story that can be told with the worlds that they're in right now. I don't think that makes a ton of sense. Uh, our, our, our research, um, our research, uh, he our head of research, Luis Polito says can confirm no Walter intergender matches have ever happened. So that's probably okay. good. If he, if he believes that, uh, wrestling that's is wrestling is the sex. Um, uh, so yeah, so that was, so listen, I was watching this and I can't believe this is the main event. And then I was like, what else on this show could have been the main event? And I don't know. There wasn't there wasn't like something else. I was like, there's there were no there were no title matches. There were no number one no. contenders matches. It was just this. And I I mean, okay, fine. But like I thought like at least you you've got all these brand new champions coming out of Halloween Havoc. And yeah, we heard from all of them, but we didn't get to see them in action and uh, I thought that maybe we were going to do that. It seems kind of a weird way to like, you're, you talk about momentum all the time, but you didn't actually go to do any momentum-y stuff with this. Yeah, I think uh, maybe that it would have been better to have like a diamond bite on here. And I know their matches next week, but to do it this week between Roderick Strong and, or do last week's between uh, Roderick Strong and Odyssey Jones or something like, it would have been nice to have something like that. But um uh... I don't know. I don't think it with everything that they booked for tonight, this makes sense to be the main event. It yes. does not make sense that this was the main event of a show. They should have booked something to be a main event. We also yeah. didn't talk about uh, Kaylee Ray's vignette where she was in a oh, smash yeah. house. <laughs> yes. Uh, again, another another smash house. Um, Kaylee Ray doesn't do, can't, has no place here. And that's a problem because she's not the top heel. That's Mandy Rose. Uh, and there's a log jam at who gets to be the second heel. That's Dakota Kai or her. I mean, like it's it's a weird thing. Like she she doesn't have a she doesn't have a home here, and that I, sucks because she's amazing. But I don't think they're going to book her to be anything above like the third place heel, maybe a second place heel. No, I, I think she might be a a main roster call up once they start having to put tag teams. They're going to have to they either have to scrap the tag team belts, which it doesn't look like they're doing, or they're going to have to reform a division. And I think that's maybe why she's hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, so super chats running down super chats. So, uh, so before we get to, I have two rap songs, two that I have to do today. So uh, we'll, we'll do those last. Um, uh, first uh, talking about Cameron Grimes, just hanging out with ladies. The bad one, Jam Beard says, girl just standing there doing nothing next to Grime. Isn't that the gimmick Gwen Stefani had where she went solo and had the two Japanese girls? I'm unfamiliar with uh, with Gwen Stefani's oeuvre uh, post, no doubt. So uh, you'll have to tell me. I'm not sure. 
I think so. I think that was the gimmick. Yeah. Um, uh, James Bowers talks about uh, watching um, <clears throat> watching soap operas. Uh, that his uh, football players at my college were big soap opera fans. They'd watch between summer two a day practices or record it to watch after class and practice. Um, and then uh, we say uh, uh, that uh, James Bowers says I started watching NXT. With the Sammy and Kevin Owens feud, I think we all, a lot of us did. Um, that's what I did. We've I just gone from the interject that uh, I'm getting word that they've extended TV time if it was necessary for us to go over. Oh, good. So good. because good. it's for super chats and because Kate had a tweet that went viral and John Moxley is in rehab with those interruptions, the network has agreed to let us go a little. Uh, bit. That's good. Oh, we have the overrun. That's fantastic. I'll, I'll try and go as fast as possible. Jay Bauer <laughs> says, I started watching NXT with a Sammy and Kevin Owens feud. We've gone from the highest highs to the drizzling shits. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Correct. Um, James Bauer says, SRS is putting you on the clock again. Boo, Sean. Boo. I think we're okay now. I think we're all right. Uh, the... The nerd guru sends Menace. a super chat saying that baby, baby face Becky and dastardly badass heel Kaylee Ray would be absolute money, but we won't have that. Yeah, that's true. That, no would, be, that would be freaking money. Um, uh, 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 Amanda Bissaro says this super chat is only if Sean will let you go an extra 15 minutes. I think we'll see. I think Ooh. we'll see. I like um, Super Chat's buying us time, though. That's that's good. That's, yeah, buy, buy more time. Uh, Phil Felice says, five more minutes. Five more minutes. Um, I'm not going to keep clapping because my dog's already gone insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mark Losper says, if you both came up with your own terms, you could call them part of the K-Lexicon. Ooh, I like, I like a, that. A, a K lexicon. And uh, our friend you... Maggie, who joins the Twitch watchalogs, also informs me that in her learning English as a second language, the Kalex is a part of the flower. Oh. So isn't that lovely? Beautiful. Little, That's very nice. Flowers. Um, uh, <laughs> Mark Losper also sends his love and support to Mox and also love and support to us. <laughs> I guess we, we need it because we're, we're under the gun, people. Uh, and after had to watch the, after that crazy sound, it sounded like Retribution is attacking Kate uh, over in her apartment. What would Buster's Retribution name be? Uh, <laughs> Buster Luster or some stupid crap. Bust like Bar! Bust, um, Bust Bar! <laughs> oh no! Bear, Cap, Bear Dog Buster. Bear Dog funny. Buster. Um, uh, so uh, we got, we got uh, one... Um, uh, from Josh Cardenas, non-NXT question. Kalex, thoughts on the Wyndham Rotunda Bray Wyatt drama? Um, well, I guess we'll find out. I'm sure he's going to give a wonderful tell-all, tell take-no-prisoners interview, which I can't wait to listen to. Uh, but yeah, do I do I trust um, the, 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 the yes-men who live with their heads so far up Vince McMahon's but no, I do not trust them. So let's see what happens uh, um, when we hear more from, from Mr. Wyndham. I think this might also be one of those situations where both sides are right, if that makes sense. And that the truth might be somewhere in the middle where it was like Bray Wyatt was rightfully concerned about them 
ruining yet another great idea of his. And so he wouldn't shut up about it, and that made Vince not like him, which is why he got made released. Him hard to work with, and I could yeah. see him being like, yeah, I don't care about the stakeholders, though. I'm not willing to water anything down, and it's literally well, a bunch of other people's jobs to care about the stakeholders. So this might be like a they both come out with fiery statements and the truth is somewhere in the middle. Uh, but yeah. we do know that WWE is not a place for unbridled creativity, which seems like something Bray Wyatt slash William Rufunda would want. So that's yeah. my thoughts, not having heard his side yet. Um, if you have not read the full story that Sean uh, broke about the Bray Wyatt stuff, uh, mm -hmm. there's a lot of good information in there. Subscribe to FIFA Select and you get uh, all kinds of amazing scoops. Plus you get me... Uh, yelling about uh, Raw and, and SmackDown twice. But a week. certainly, that must be so expensive, Alex. No, it's not. Five dollars a month. Uh, what? It's, it's, what a bargain! It's, it's it is it's a, it's a huge bargain. Um, uh, so here we go. Uh, one, uh, Ali Cease for the Ruckus says, "How would Tony D'Angelo react to getting ratioed?" Uh, okay, yeah. Let me see. You made a check. I'll open up my Twitter mentions here, and holy crap! Listen, guys, it's not that serious. I, I don't care who you are. Bingo, 15, 42, 98. I don't know who you are. I don't know why you, why you should care about what you have to say. Listen, I said what I said. I said what I said, and I meant what I meant. I don't care about the ratios. Um. Uh, also, Bazorkin says, Cameron Grimes and Tony D'Angelo discussing Swid Games. Uh, I have not seen it yet. Uh, so here's how I believe Tony D'Angelo would discuss Squid, Squid Games with Cameron Grimes if he had not seen it. Hey, hey, Tony, there's this new show on Netflix. You got to see it. It's called Squid Games. It's so good, man. I watched it all in one sitting and it sent me to the moon. Squid Games. What is this? Squid Games? What, 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 what am I? Going, going to eat sushi with Io Shirai? What, Squid Games? And the game is how far I can throw this squid across a restaurant. I don't want to watch no squid games. Plus, I had I had I had to cut down on the number of streaming services that I subscribe to. Like I I cut the cable with I cut the cord with cable, so I wouldn't spend as much on cable. But then I subscribed to like seventeen different streaming services. I had to cut down, so I cut out Netflix because you know really I'm all about the Disney Plus because I like the Star Wars. Um. So that's it. There's that one. What do you and think now... of the Sopranos? <laughs> Tony D'Angelo? I, I actually like the Sopranos. Oh, listen, no uh, you know, uh, Paulie Walnuts, he's actually my uh, my second cousin, twice removed. So he's a good guy. I like I like, I like Sopranos. Yeah. Um, so uh, here, here we go. Two rap songs. Um, uh, th they are, first, Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo singing Snow Informer, which 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 takes me back quite a ways. Uh, <laughs> and I, I don't know. Okay, I'm just gonna do the chorus here. Informer, you know, say daddy me snow me, I go blame. I licky boom boom down. Detective man say a daddy me snow step someone down the lane, a licky boom boom down. Informer. You know, say daddy me snow, I go blame. A licky boom boom down. Detective man say daddy the snow me stab someone down the lane. A licky boom boom down. Gabagool. Keep cool. Uh, and finally, 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 um, we get uh, 
William Regal rapping Montel Jordan's This Is How We Do It. This is a good one. This is going to be good, I think. I hope. Hold on. Let me get some. All right, here we go. I'm going to skip the intro. Here we go. William Regal rapping Montel Jordan. <clears throat> this is how we do it. It's Friday night and I feel all right. The party is here on the west side. So I reach for my 40 and I turn it up. Uh, designated driver, take the keys to my truck. Hit the shore because I'm faded. Hoodies in the street say, Monty, you, we made it. It feels so good in my hood tonight. The summertime skirts and the guys in Carney. All the gangbangers forgot about the drive-by. You got to get your groove on before you go get paid. So tip up your cup and throw your hands up and let me hear the party say, I'm kind of buzzed and it's all because this is how we do it. San Central does it like nobody does. This is how we do it. To all my neighbors, you got much flavor. This is how we do it. Let's flip the track. Bring the old school back. This is how we do it. War games. <laughs> I'm very nervous that when he comes back to television, they're going to be like, that's gold. <laughs> that's how he'll be young and hip to this generation. Because that's that true. song came out three years ago in Vince's head. Yes, it's very, very, very recent song. Uh, thank you, everybody, for sticking around. Drop a like if you're still in the chat. You stayed all the way to the end. Please, please drop a like uh, uh, on this video. Uh, subscribe, uh, all this stuff. Kate, where can they find you? You can find me on The Distraction at 3 p.m. Eastern on Thursday on Twitch. Or I'm sorry, they're on their own YouTube channel now. Getting that monetization. Me and Hannah are taking over. You can also find me on Fridays with Sean Ross Sapp doing the AEW Rampage and SmackDown Post Show and at Mark Order Podcast every Wednesday where we talk all things all elite, but mostly you can find me setting the internet ablaze at Kate on Tech IC, tweeting not that hot of a take that goes viral for some reason. Alex? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at Alex Sour Graps. Also on Monday's late night after the Fightful Post Raw review, I will refute all of Sean's points when he thinks it's a good episode because I will, I will, I will, I will die on this hill. Everything that is good has bad in it. Everything sucks. Also, SmackDown's not nearly as good as it used to be. Uh, and so I'll, I'll tear that apart. Usually uh, Saturdays during the day, maybe Saturday at night. Uh, and then also tomorrow, it's a new episode of AEW Dynamite. And I will be there to find out what we're going to do. Um, about all this um, stuff that's going on in AEW. Um, uh, more important than AEW is the John Moxley getting 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 well. But it is going to be an interesting thing to see what they do from here on out. I will say that. So good night, everybody. And we'll see you uh, later. As we always end every, every show, we say, keep cool, Gabagool. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.